and welcome to Let's Talk Records, where albums are exchanged to be dismantled, compared, and studied. We are your hosts, Emily and Jen, and welcome to today's episode, where we're talking about Sylvan Esso's third and latest release, Free Love, and The Rocket Summer's seventh album, Sweet Shivers. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> oh man, well... Both these albums were so good. I I truly like feel the same way. They were both so good. Yeah. And they were so like, they were a great pair. Yes. So I feel very much like they're so joined in my mind at this point. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I love that. Okay, good. This will be, this will be good. I hope we picked up on the same things um, because in my mind, it was just some of the ties were so overt. Like it was... I don't know. Like they should have been friends or something. Okay. Well, tell me about that. So visually this album was, or both albums were a joy to listen to um, and experience because uh, they both have a very similar color palette Mm -hmm. and almost like synesthetic, like the, the sounds just match the color palette so well. Yeah. Um, and by color palette, I mean both of these albums were neon. Mm-hmm. And it was like the feeling of neon that just like weaved itself through so many of the songs. Um, even if it was just like a low hum of neon or just like a bright intensity of a ton of neon. Mm-hmm. It really like their their visuals matched so well. Great job yeah. to the art directors on these albums. That's so true. I think both albums even say neon somewhere in the they lyrics. They do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I love that you said that. Um, but I completely agree. I think musically, both artists take really big risks. Yeah. In both of these albums. And I think that's really cool. Um, and in similar ways too, like just yeah. with the way that they play with sound and just their own voices. So I think that that's, that's amazing. You said it. I want to stop right there. They both make like mouth sounds. Yes. They both like, that's like part of their, like their music Mm -hmm. is you get like very breathy or like almost not beatboxy, but like that kind of. (laughs) Yes. Mouth sounds. Yes. It's very, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it reminds me of spoken word poetry. Like yes. how people will, like their influx will change or, um, you know, there, there's this like, just this sound that's coming and it's almost like a song, but it's poetry and it's just, yeah. Yep. That's, and it's I, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. They both do this. Like it it really struck me very interesting because I've been very familiar with the Rocket Summer for a number of years. And um, Bryce Avery, the the main musician like behind it all, behind this project, he's always worked that way Mm -hmm. vocally. So to dive into Sylvanesso and realize that they do the same thing was very cool. Mm -hmm. That's such a fun thing to recognize like they're not even I wouldn't put them in the same category of music at all but just the similarities between them is is a fun thing to have recognized it's cool I mean going just you made me think of it like as a first impression of 
the album, I've always, I've obviously been to a bunch of shows. We've seen the Rocket Summer together like three yep. times, maybe at least. Yeah. yeah. So, but I've never, I've never sat down and been like, and like listened to an album all the way through. But I've been yes. very familiar with Bryce's music, and always been just um, incredibly amazed by his stage presence and his ability to pick up any instrument and be able to play it. Like he always does that in every set, right? He'll like sit down at the drums and then loop it and then do the same thing with the guitar and like, obviously just an incredible musician. So, um, and two, just from a stage presence standpoint, there's the level of intimacy that, yes. the, that there is with him and the crowd like mm-hmm. he gets off the stage he puts a stool down and plays in the middle of the crowd like yeah yeah he, t- he like touches people he holds their hands gives them hugs like and everyone's so respectful like yeah I don't know it's just so interesting how he's able to get on this level and it's just incredibly moving like I've never seen anybody else do that before I don't know if you have but he has just this this unmatched presence and ability to connect with the audience yeah I I agree and there is no one in the world like him like I I've always felt that way like especially after seeing him there's just no one that does it like him and um I really appreciate that like Mm -hmm. the the uniqueness of him is so strong it he's a very cool guy he's absolutely just like an artist he's one of those those musicians that are that are just a true artist Mm -hmm. um but a true humanist too in that way yes yeah well that was really interesting I mean I always knew that he was very outspoken about mental health right Mm -hmm. he was like a spokesperson for to write love on her arms. And I knew that, but I guess a big first impression for me for the, with this album was just how personal yeah, that was to him. And you see Bryce on stage and you hear his music and it's very sugary poppy. Sure. But then, yeah. and like, he seems like such a, 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 he is a vibrant individual. Yeah. And then to like hear some of these like, really sad (laughs) songs um and really powerful lyrics was really interesting because especially as you know having to talk about that and like being really personal about things that you're going through and is a very vulnerable thing to to have to do and I was just really blown away by that in this album yeah there's such a sense of honesty yes which is even cooler because yeah, like a lot of Bryce's stuff is so um, like positive sounding. And there are a lot of like actual like lyrics and lines of positivity, but he's definitely not afraid to show that other side of himself because it's all one. Like that's, you get the complete person, which yeah. I appreciate. That's how we all are. Yeah. You can't pretend just to like be joyful and happy all the time. Right. Well, that's, and, that's what life is. Yeah. And I guess a lot of me, a lot of musicians do that. Most musicians do that, right? They take what's happening in their life and Lady Gaga does that all the time, right? She'll, sure. she'll write a pop song 
and it'll be the top song that year but it's actually about something incredibly sad and personal yeah. Yeah. um and some artists do it better than others I think you know I don't know I, I was just very taken taken aback by that because I guess probably mostly because I hadn't explored his music so intimately yeah I had only really known about this person and seen them live so it was cool it was a cool experience for me I love that. There's a, those two experiences, like that dichotomy of sitting there with the music by yourself mm-hmm. and then taking that to the live show setting and experiencing that with all the other people and him. Um, yeah, I mean, like, even though it's like the same feelings and the same songs, it's a different feeling because I think, yeah, it's like with anything, if you sit with it by yourself, like, you do get to go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I mean, you've obviously you've been a fan forever, so you know, you know the Rocket Summers albums more than me. Um, do you remember like listening to this album for the first time and what set it apart from the other albums? Sure. Yeah. Um, I remember like when this album was rolling out. It was only released August second, twenty nineteen, so not that long ago. Um, and I remember earlier in 2019 when the songs began to roll out, um, they were a little different than the other stuff, mm-hmm. a little darker, a little harder. The previous album, Zoetic, was also quite different than the rest of his work. So this wasn't as much of a shock as Zoetic was. Um, and this one, I latched onto it more than Zoetic. And honestly, to be honest, I really think it was that imagery that caught me. The single artwork would come out and it would be these like wild, bright pink and blue and yellow neon things. And I was going into listening to the music, knowing that they had like purposefully chosen this color palette, which is a color palette that speaks to me and my work a lot. It comes through in a lot of things I do. So I was immediately interested. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the sounds like, I guess it's all I can explain is like the sounds, Mm -hmm. The, the way he decides to like, take his breaths or the way, you know, you get these certain guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. They were so interesting that I, I was really like hooked. So I just, I remember every single coming out and being like, yep, I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. Like it was like, yes, 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 yes. And then when I got my hands on the album, I was like, yeah, this is wonderful and lovely. And I, I really, um, I love it. And uh, it was, it was a good one, but I, I kind of took it at face value and I really, I think I was quite busy that year when things came out and I probably wasn't taking in music as like sponge-like as we are now. So I didn't get to do what we did now with it at that point. So that's why I wanted to bring it to, um, to this episode because I hadn't really gotten to sit down and extensively read the lyrics and watch the videos and um, make myself free write about these connections. Um, and even like some of the lyrics I thought of what he was saying turned out to be not real, like it it wasn't. So then I, when I'd read those real lines, I was like, oh my God, that's even crazier. Um, (laughs) so it was like cool to clarify some things. Um, and then by the time this came out in August, I saw it in September as a live show. And then like the world shut down the next year. So 
Um, I did get to see this one live. I want to see more based on that one. It was like a, a pretty small show at one spa room in Somerville. Um, but it was awesome. Like everything just sounded so, so great live. It was a good one. That's awesome. Oh, I, yeah. yeah the next time that when the world's not all shut down <laughs> and <laughs> the rocket summer comes around, like I can't wait because this album, honestly, like after going through all of this, it just even separate from, you know, what I took from it has been such a cool and fun album and I really love it. And it's been there for really personal parts of my life and I'm still listening to it now and it's just really cool. Um, and I have a lot of like love for it. So, and I didn't think that would happen to be honest. Like I didn't think that it would turn into something that became such a, um, staple like Mm -hmm. and now you know it's like you have an album and years later you listen to it again and you it'll pull feelings and memories for you like for me that that I know that like this album will be that so that's so special and I didn't think that would happen and I'm glad that it did and it's cool I love that it's like when you have a conversation with someone that you don't really know and you end up staying at the table a little longer than you thought mm-hmm. or much longer, like those special moments and that connection, that resonance, it doesn't always happen. Like, especially true, true resonance where you like mentally archive a piece of work and you're like, this is in my library forever. Like this is on my permanent bookshelf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. What a great analogy as well. So yes. Ugh. I love that. I absolutely so love that. And I, I love that about this project because I've gotten that from a couple of the the pieces that we've gone through and Sylvanessos is absolutely one of those um, pieces that I just like, I haven't put down since we exchanged these in November. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like this has been regularly on rotation ever since. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And I really had, I didn't expect it either. I've mm. had maybe heard like a song or two of theirs before, liked it but hadn't even begun to like dive in. Mm. Yay. And now I'm like in. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about that album too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, so, so good. Both of these albums were just a joy to listen to. Good. (laughs) What was your gem? I want to hear your gem first (laughs) for this. Okay. So my gem was slow-mo. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I love this song. And you know, what's really funny is the first listen through, I got past, what song did I get to? Um, I got to peace signs and I was like, "Uh Oh, like is the beginning of the album great? And then the end isn't like, sometimes that happens, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into peace signs. It just, it wasn't my favorite. So then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, okay, like this is all right. And then I got to slow-mo and it brought me right back in. And I was like, oh, and I love this song lyrically. So good. I don't even know, <laughs> but what's cool. Okay. So what's cool. First of all, about the song is that Bryce throughout the album, he tends to get right to the chorus. Yeah. And in a lot of his songs. So, which I really enjoy. And then with this chorus, it's just like supremely well done. Like, yes, it reminded me so much of Andrew McMahon. 
This song yes. reminded yeah. me so much of Andrew McMahon. Um, yeah. And I hate to compare, but that's immediately what I thought of. Obviously mm-hmm. still like in Bryce's style, but then that got me thinking, I'm like, ooh, like, does he, is he influenced by him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just gave me like Jack's mannequin vibes. Yes, I agree. And I don't think it's bad to compare at that point. I mean, art begets art and uh, like, that's, that's how we make our work is things are influenced by other things. So that's a great question. Like Bryce, let us know. I could easily see Andrew being like a writer on this session. Yeah. Or even just, you know, that influence. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's like the highest compliment you could give someone. So So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, just overall, I really enjoy the purpose of the song. You know, it's definitely somebody realizing like, oh man, like I've totally been in a rut and like, I'm ready to step out of it. You know, just that visual of like looking out the window and being like, you know, I'm going to touch the stars and like, I'm ready to like do something better than what I'm doing right now and like get out of this dark place. And there's this lyric that I just, even more now than it did when I first wrote it down resonates with me so much. Um, And he says, you've been living like you died. And he says, there's an older man at the corner store and through his weathered eyes still sees a big bright world. Like, wow. Oh, I love that. It's just, there's a choice that you make in bad times and it's okay to be sad and to be in a dark place. And then to realize like, okay, I have been living like I'm dying, like I'm dead. And there's a difference between living like I'm dead and living like I'm dying. Yes. And I love that there's a difference there specifically in the, in this set of lyrics. And he's saying like, there's this old dude, like he's old, he knows he's going to die, but he still sees the light in the world, even knowing that, you know, around the corner, he could, he could be, he could be dead. And I think that's such a beautiful life lesson. Um, Yeah. I was just like, oh, cool. Like not only lyrically and musically is this song great, but it also has some really cool little lessons in it. So that was, that's why I chose it as my, as my gem. I absolutely love that. (laughs) Um, Did you watch the uh, Adobe acoustic session that he did for this song? I did. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I'm just laughing at what I wrote. I said, I'm pretty sure that Bryce is an angel. (laughs) For real though. Like, it's like there's nobody else in the world when you watch him play that live. Yeah. Like it's just you and the feeling of the vibration of that song. That's yes. what I felt so like. stripped down, like so minimal piano mm-hmm. or keyboard and him. That's it. That's all there is. It's all it needs. Yep. It glows. Yeah. And you can't do that with a song that's not as powerful emotionally. Yeah. So you, he could only do that with that song. That like that bridge. Do you ever feel like letting go? Is it rare that you, you recognize yourself 
and are you at sea on the street that you live on just treading water how much longer can you go Mm -hmm. yeah and I love when he's singing that part just treading water like what he does with his voice oh I don't know it's just like oh it's just so good and it's so there's no words for it it's just so emotionally provoking for me yeah because it's just so relevant (laughs) yeah 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 it's good and I think the song will feel relevant in other situations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's how this song has lived in my mind since it came out and since I heard it, um, that it really like, that was a pause on the album that I was like, oh, wow. Like it should be like my fucking catchphrase at this point. But you know how I always say that some songs just like, I truly feel like they just reach out and they just like hold my heart in their hands. This is one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, it might be at the top. Like. I, this was a work of art. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to know what your gem was. So this was honestly, it was a fight between my gem and this song. And the only reason that I picked the other song was because the other song like immediately struck me when I first listened to the album, it was not a single. So I got it when the album came out and, um, you know, listening through and I, he, like this song begins and I have not lost that feeling that I felt when I listened to that song since Mm. I heard it for the first time. And like, this was one of those live songs that solidified how, how it's probably my favorite on the record. It was five, four, three, two, one Z. I am a big fan of the song. Um, it's, it's so bizarre because this song is like, you're so broken, mm-hmm. but you're going to try to make the best out of it. Like, I guess that's as best I can explain it. I wrote down just how life breaks you down, but those moments that give you back life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many, like, like it's a dark, this is a dark neon song, I guess. Yes. And you know, the whole like culmination of the song is Saturday will dance the pain away. And like the way he sings it is just like, that's what sells that line. But then you have these other lines, like, so let the river flow out your eyes from your soul, which to tie it back to death cab that I I'm so glad you're shaking your head. (laughs) It's very reminiscent of a song from their, um, their track lightness where they say your heart is a river that flows from your chest. I, you know, it's cool when um, you get these like, expressions of emotion in such an organic way and a river is you know the most organic you're going to get of that type of like flow unstoppable flow and also like this wasn't even something you created like the river just exists Mm. um so I loved that I thought that was really fun um yeah I mean it's a sonically this song is just like so wild and weird and gorgeous and fun. And, um, I feel like crying and dancing. Um, you know, there's the line I danced to my, I danced to my broken heartbeat. I'll sing it till I'm dead. Um, which is like, just like owning it. Like, I love that so much. And I don't even view the song as like, Oh, I was broken up with and I'm dealing with that. And that's what I'm trying to get through. It's it's kind of like applicable to everything, which I like. Like, it's like, 
God, like really life is just, I'm in a place where it's just like kicked me down and there's just like so much going wrong. Um, everywhere, you know, everywhere I turn, things are just like crumbling and buildings are falling and like, it's uncontrollable. And, you know, that's like, you know, that's kind of what the inside landscape of like myself feels like, but I'm going to keep pushing on. I don't know why, but you know, I'm going to dance through it. I don't know. It sounds like, oh God, it sounds so stupid when I see it. It's not stupid at all. No, no, no. And, and I can, I can so relate to that because I love to dance when I'm sad. <laughs> yes. This is like a literal thing for you, which yes. is funny. Yeah. No, I agree. I, th- I think this is, this was definitely, um, a very strong song, uh, musically. <laughs> I thought it was a little chaotic, but I thought that that kind of goes along with the message of like, this person's kind of going a little bit mad. Like, yes. Yep. Um, that's sort of how I felt listening to it. And I wrote down the same that, so I have to say, I wrote down, so let the river flow out from your eyes, up from your soul. And on the side, I said, question mark, death cab. <laughs> and um, I love that. that's so, so that's good. really funny that we both thought of that. Um, yeah. But it's really interesting how two different artists, sometimes it's so difficult to write emotionally about a feeling that there's just no words to describe. Yeah. And so that's cool that both of them chose something organic like that to compare it to in such a similar way. So that was cool. It's yeah, it's a good one. It's a really great metaphor. Um, And I just loved that connection so much. I thought that was just really funny that we're starting to build these connections. Art begets art. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you watch the video? I did. So I think, you know, well, here's the thing with the videos. I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we can't talk about the video. We have to talk about the videos. videos. Yes. How do you want to do that? I mean, we can save it for the end if you want. That's fine. I think that might make sense because um, he didn't make a video. He made a short film. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it would be hard because there's so much I want to say about all of them. So awesome. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so I guess to leave off on the song, I mean, it really solidified it to see it live. Um, Mm. I mean, it was like, if anyone out there has been to once ballroom, RIP, hope you come back. Um, it's like a living room. Um, it feels like being in someone's like downstairs finished basement living room. It's like bigger than that, but it, it has that feeling. Um, the stage is not that high up. So it's like, you're very close. Um, it's more for some weird reason, it's more intimate feeling than Brighton Music Hall. So mm. to give you an idea of it's, it's very weird. It just feels like someone's parents' basement. Um, so it was wild to see the song in such a small crowd. Mm. Uh, and then they, uh, they did blue and gold and green, I think confetti. And I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I went to, I feel like it must've been a weeknight. There was definitely a reason you weren't there. So it was just, and there was like, I've been dying to get Ashley to, to, I just want to get everyone to go see the rocket summer, but people that care about music, I'm like, 
I got to bring you to come see the rocket summer. So it just worked out that it was none of those people that were available. And um, it was my mom, Melanie and Taryn um, that ended up going. Um, and my mom's seen the rocket summer a couple of times too. She's a big fan. Um, but I just like remember the confetti going off and I was just like, she must've like looked at like me, her kid. And I don't know, God bless her. I know I look like a psycho sometimes. Like <laughs> it's just, I'm sure I was just like, I was like having a religious experience. I was like, this is just like, oh my God. And the confetti went off and I was like, oh my God. And God bless her. I'm like, the confetti is coming down. I'm just like, oh my God, this is wonderful. And she's like catching the confetti because she knows that I keep it. <laughs> so cute. It was really funny. I think I grabbed her hand at one point and was just like bringing her in with it. Just, I was like, we're dancing now, mom. We're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it, was, my God. it was just like a great piece performed live. Like I so sound crazy, but I, I was like, wow, this is so good. It was just better than what I even thought it would be. That's spectacular. <laughs> I love that your mother was there to witness this moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like sometimes she sits on the sidelines, um, just cause it's hard for her to stand for long periods. Um, but it's like, it's so funny yeah, when, when Bryce is in town and when Andrew's in town and she can come, she's mm-hmm. not missing it. You know, she loves, she loves them so much. Um, so it was like fun to have her um, in the crowd with us, like dancing. That was kind of a rarity just based on like limitations, but um, oh yeah, no, I mean, like I give her a lot of credit because her child is kind of a psycho. So she danced with me though and had a good time, but holy God, I, that's like, I don't know. I don't think I would have wanted to see myself from the outside. Yeah. But that's the, that's the wonderful part about being in a crowd of people feeling the same way, you know? Yeah. 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 No, definitely. And your mom is going to love you no matter what. So the best person to be with. Thank God. (laughs) At least she likes this music and she gets it, but yeah. Yeah. And she knows I just feel it on a different level, but yeah, it's such a, such a great song. It is. Oh, I love that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So should we start cycle back to the um, beginning? Yes. All right. Morning light. How did you feel about this as an intro? This was almost my gem. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love this song. I listen to it a lot as my pump up song in the morning. Yes. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Just driving to work. I'm like speeding up the hill right up <laughs> right after I get out of my driveway and I'm just like blasting this song because you have to listen to this song loud. Like you have to. Yes. Oh my God. Yep. Um, it's like a running yeah. start. It's good. It's really, really good. Exactly. And you say running, like that's, a, that's what I imagine. I just imagine this individual for whatever reason in my head, it's a girl like stepping out of her house apartment whatever and just being like so over whatever is happening in the, in her life and just being like I'm gonna fucking run and she just runs and even like there's lyrically there's a part where where is it um oh the line synesthesia singing just yeah. gives me the strong vision of like the colors of like the houses or the cars that are like going by on the road as this girl is like just running by it all and it's just worrying it's worrying by her her eyes and well that power of how he sings that line too yeah it's like that's like a jolt yes 
and the end oh my god the breakdown at the end is it just makes me want to like stop the car put it in park get out and just flip the fuck out blaring it through my speakers (laughs) like that's how I feel it just gives me so much energy inside that I don't know what to do with it yeah 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 yep yep I actually uh contemplated um recording myself dancing to the song in my kitchen and to send it to you to show you how much I loved it but I didn't do that I might still do that cool so now that you told me you have to do it um (laughs) damn yeah I mean maybe we make this a challenge on the Instagram (laughs) check the song out send us your reaction because we know what you want to do yes so with all of this power and you know, we've established this as a pump up power song. I want to ask you how you feel about the true dichotomy of the song, because this is one of the ones that I've always felt like, yes, this is a powerful pump up song since the day it came out as a a single. But this time when I sat down and looked at the lyrics, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't realize a lot of this. Like, I didn't realize this is essentially an internal struggle of like, your inner demons. Yep. You're running yeah. from your demons. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely like, a, I'm not okay. Like no. I need help. That's what the song is. And yeah. It's like it separate from the music and the way it makes you feel like you said, this person isn't just running because for exercise or because they didn't know what else to do. They're running to get someone to like help them. That's how yeah. I see it. And I almost see it like, this is one of those daily struggles in those bad periods too. Like this is just the conversation you have with yourself every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been there. I get that. Like you, um, I pulled the, um, I pulled the passage that you could finally know something beautiful to be what you could be, be what you were born for to be all right, be all right, be all right. But then the noise, then the voice cunning telling you to stop. Cause you are not like, it just like, you're, you're ready to go. You're good, 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 good. And then all of a sudden it's like something just T-boned you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, I, you're just paralyzed. Yeah. I know. I read and then the same thing. Yeah. It's like the, the, the abrupt stop yeah. is like, and I've been there. I mean, I feel like that's, that's yeah. a very relatable feeling. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. knocks you off your feet. So like, so you can just be like, I feel like this with projects a lot. Sometimes I'll like think of a project, especially when it's like, okay, I know this is a project I need to like bring to a potential client or like, you know, I could make some like a big opportunity out of this. Mm. And I'm like really excited. And I'm just like high as a goddamn kite and nothing can take me down and it's going to work. And then all so whatever it is is like you could never mm-hmm. like are you stupid like you're about to ruin everything or I don't know yeah it that struck me yeah the mind is such a terrible place <laughs> like the fact that you actually have to and I mean the line is take hold of my harmful thoughts and tell them to go somewhere else the fact that you actually have to tell your own thoughts to go fuck themselves and go to hell like, Tell them to go somewhere else, get out go, of my shell, go back go to back, hell. Yeah, go back to hell. Like <laughs> so he <says>. good. Like, 
you literally have to do that. That's such an awful thing. But also it's, I mean, everybody deals with this. Yeah. And sometimes it's worse than other times, mm -hmm. whether it's small scale or large scale, you know, everyone. And this is, I think probably the most common problem that we have as people is like, like you said, like you're, you're going to go give someone a piece of art. You're going to go do that presentation. You're going to go to the interview. You just bought like new clothes for like whatever it is and you feel really good. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, I look like a fucking idiot or I'm going to ruin this or they're not going to think that I'm right for this job or whatever it is, you know. It's imposter syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the line, um, everything delights your inner demons. <laughs> <laughs> I like laughed darkly at that one. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, yeah. Oh, a good thing is happening. Song. Let me ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you're happy. Uh-huh. Just right. wait. Did you think of this? I bet you didn't. <laughs> yep. No, now you are. And you now you are. And you can't sleep. <laughs> Uh, it's true though. And it is that it's that start, stop, abrupt craziness, like high, low, he mm-hmm. captured it sonically and lyrically. Perfect. Like, yeah, um, just like a simple fight with yourself in the morning. That's what the song is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so well done. Still going to be a pump up song for me, even though it's a little dark. I but- like that though, because it's like even more, I appreciated that this song can stand up for me when I'm like, just having one of those days where I can't fight off my own demons. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice reminder. It's like, no, 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 you can, you can, you can. Like it's another yeah. leg to stand on yep. to run with. <laughs> <laughs> what about shatter us? I love shatter us. I think it's so endearing. Um, it's like being, for me, this felt like those moments where you're like just emotionally and mentally clumsy and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like a very physically clumsy person. So I also related to this pretty well. (laughs) Like everyone knows that about me. Um, But I guess like knowing how it feels to be a clumsy person and just like, I'm always like, Jen, why why are you the way you are? Like, that was so dumb. Like you could have just like stepped to the wrong side and not just knocked everything over. Like, God damn it. You always do this stuff. That is literally how you feel when you're just like wrecking things left and right mm-hmm. emotionally. Like it's the same feeling. Um, and I, I liked that we have this character that feels that same way. Mm-hmm. They're just like, what can I do better? Like every move I make, you know, I knock another vase down and I'm, not, I'm really not trying to, but I have to move, but I can't move without wrecking the next thing like everything I touch dies everything I touch crumbles like yeah 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 and I think it's also I mean I think that this person's talking about you know not wanting to harm their relationship even though they are in this really vulnerable place and it's a really interesting thing to learn when you've been with somebody and you're going through something you may not be the best version of yourself And everything else, like you may slip up and say something you don't mean, or you may not be 100% there for that person. Or I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think what the song's also saying is that I may be falling apart, 
but I'm going to try everything I can to not let this fall apart. Even if I can't be, um, be here fully and show up or be in the moment. Um, which is a really powerful thing to be able to say to your, to your partner, like, and it's like, it's a compromise and you, it's something that you learn through time, um, to like accept where that other person is at and to just be able to say like, okay, everything around me shattering, but I promise I'm not, I'm not going to shatter us too. I love that. And I love that your perspective. Um, I mean, we know he's a married person. You're a married person. Like I like getting that perspective from you because you're probably seeing it through a similar vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's hard, like, but it is a really beautiful thing when you're able to share those parts of life with somebody else and be like, okay, like I may not be the best partner right now, but just bear with me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But there's some really beautiful lyrics. I mean, I love just, even just the simple lyric of thunderous silence. Like it's so loud, it's deafening, you know? Yeah. And silence can be overwhelming. So I love that. It's just a little poetic moment. Yeah. So with the song that's like, so this song is blue to me. I'm just going to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the line cherry colored love, which I thought stuck out so much. What do you think that means? I mean, I think it means that, I mean, you're just making me think about this. I hadn't thought about the song being blue, but now that you say it for sure. I mean, that's a represent a representative of where the person's at, right? Like they're feeling blue, which is what you would say when you're feeling down, but then you have this loved one in your life. And that's sort of the thing you're trying to hold on to the most in this blue part of your emotional existence. But there's this bright spot that you are holding on to as much as you can. That's nice. I like that. Like cherry colored is very like non-threatening. It's not red. No, Almost pink. It's, but it's glowing. It's like mm-hmm. a glowing. Yeah. It's like a red pink. Um, I like that as a bright spot. I wrote it down because I really didn't know, like it stuck out to me, but I, I didn't know what that meant and I didn't know how to feel about that, but that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, oh, it's also, you know, anyone's interpretation, but cherry is also like this, like sweetness in the sourness of life. You know, I kind of see it like that. Like every, like, you're just like sour about like feeling terrible, but you have this like little sweet spot that you keep returning to because you know, it'll make you feel better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. This is definitely a cute little love song. It's like a dedication. Yeah. But it's a real, like, the I, I appreciated the realness of it. Yes. It's very raw. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so blankets. Blankets. Um, I mean, feel free to cut this out, but you had texted me a very interesting story. Yes. And uh, I was wondering if you were going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely can. I wrote, if you I, want to. I wrote about it, so. Okay. Um, I think it's a lovely thing to share. I just, like really I was quite enamored with this this moment yeah 
it was really interesting because, I mean, I'll just share the story. So I was listening to this album. I, when my dad was going through chemo, I would bring him to um, his appointments, even if I couldn't go in because it was COVID. <laughs> I would still mm-hmm. bring him because he was so weak at this point that he couldn't even drive himself. So I had to anyway, but um, it was a really incredible experience. So I was driving there. I was listening to this song and it was like a cloudy November morning. Um, but literally the sun like had just started shooting through the clouds. And you know, when you're like, you're driving and you can see like the light rays coming through. Um, and I, was just like, wow, this is like so beautiful and so gorgeous. And I often will see hawks in trees. Like I just always see bird. I see birds all the time, but um, hawks in particular in the area of where we live are always perched on a tree, like on the side of the highway. And like this particular day I saw a hawk, like swoop literally like right down in front of my car. It was so cool. And it was just this like beautiful, uh, culmination of the sun coming through the sky and the song playing and this hawk and it was just it felt very symbolic for me but I didn't know why yet and I got to my dad's house and he was really 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 struggling that day and he got into the car and um not to be so graphic but he was experiencing an issue where he was peeing blood And that was, it's not good when that happens. And with the particular cancer that he had, like it was very alarming. Um, And so we went to his appointment and they ended up like wanting him to go see um, a specialist to do a ultrasound to figure out what was going on. And it was just a very like chaotic moment. And I like was sitting in my car and I was just like, oh my God, like (laughs) I felt very much that sense of peace that I felt on the way to getting my dad was a sign almost of like okay like what I'm gonna go through today and like what's gonna happen with my dad it's gonna be overwhelming but there's also this sense of beauty to all of it that's surrounding you and sometimes when you focus on those things it helps you get through those really hard times and I had actually taken pictures while drive, which I know I shouldn't have done this while I was driving, <laughs> I took pictures of the sun, like shining through. Cause I was just like, this is just like such a magical moment. And when you're going through hard things like that, finding those little moments to celebrate are so important. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to have that because it really helped me get through that day. And I still think about that day so much Um, I very much believe in just the power of nature as a symbol of, of life and of death. And for me, it was very much a sign of like, things are going to go downhill and they did very quickly after this day. Um, But that you still can look for the little, you know, sun rays shining through the clouds and you can still look for the hawk swooping in front of your car or perched on the side of the highway and look at that and be reminded of like, yeah, like today will suck or maybe you're not feeling great, but 
here's like a little piece of life that's like reminding you to get through it. So it was, it was really beautiful. And just from the song standpoint, um, you know, my poor dad, like he remained so positive throughout this whole experience um, somehow. Um, and even in his last days, we're still making jokes, um, but, you know, very realistic about like, I am going to die. <laughs> um, and what's really beautiful about the song is he's saying the lyrics are sp- I can't remember them specifically, but they're like, there's not a reason for everything, um, but there's no reason to leave. And in moments where you're experiencing such terrible things and suffering, like I can't imagine being in his shoes and wanting to continue to fight through that pain. Um, But he still did. And to me, like this song is from the perspective of somebody watching someone suffer and like really wanting to like let go but not um and telling them like it's going to be okay and like I'm right there with you and like it was just a crazy moment to have this song playing and like those things happen and now I listen to the song and I'm like so grateful for (laughs) having that moment. It's really cool. So that's kind of a reason why this album will forever stick with me because it was there with me in a really vulnerable moment of my life. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You had that. I love that. I thank you for sharing that. I mean, music is transcendental. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And the, I mean, the lyric just like stay alive with me. Yeah. When he says that, it's like, you know, let's just get through this tough stuff. Like, you know, fight through it. I wrote down, it's very emotional and it doesn't have to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. gives you a very sweet hand to hold. Yeah. And it's applicable in like so many situations. Like I think in this song in particular, it's somebody who is definitely fighting like depression and like wanting to end things and you don't have the answers like there are no answers and there's no reasons like sometimes there's no reason to be sad and a lot of the times that happens when people are depressed I don't have a reason there's nothing happening but I feel this way there's no answer but the most comforting thing is at least knowing like you know what I don't need to be the person to provide you with those answers and I'm not going to give you some silver lining but at least I'm going to be here to like just be here yeah so I mean those first two lines is um I don't know what to do I don't know what to say like it starts off with that Mm -hmm. it speaks exactly to what you're saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we have a shout out to the the album title we have the Mm -hmm. line giving sweet shivers which is quite a powerful song to include that on yeah And I love the idea of like, it's funny that you say that because throughout the album, I'm like, what does sweet shivers mean? What is that? You know? And so in this song, it's not in any other song. It's in this song. Just this song. Mm -hmm. It lives here. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. I mean, this is a masterpiece. This is another one that could have been a gem because it's, it's such a, 
I don't know if I've ever heard a song like this mm-hmm. concept, like concept wise, that it's just like, we're here together and it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just has these lines like speakers on cruise the streets by yourself, fantasy windows down, let the air fill your lungs, mess your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, there's moments of this where it could be the writers talking to someone else or the writers talking to themselves. Mm -hmm. That's true. And the line I too can't see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so good. I know. I feel like I'm going to (laughs) cry. I mean, your story is enough. The the song in general, I've always felt very like I've, yeah. Like the song has always struck a deep chord. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I appreciate the existence of this song. Yeah, I know. I want to clap for it. (laughs) <laughs> thank you blankets thank you blankets thank how you how do you feel about it being called blankets you know it's funny um when I texted you to listen to it yeah. that day after I had like shared everything with you I was like oh my god like I was listening to blankets and I like, sent you the pictures or whatever and um I was thinking about the name of it and um I mean the lines blankets over my eyes I too can't see right yeah that's, that's lyric um it's kind so of I like guess the this... inclusion of blankets, like even if it's not just like the title, like, okay, it's written into it, but like, it's a, I mean, it's a sense of comfort. If you don't have someone there with you, like you, yeah. you know, you grab a blanket. If you're sad, you crawl under your blanket. If you don't, if you're scared or something, you pull the blanket over your eyes so you can't see it. Like I bought a weighted blanket because I knew I was going to need it. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> Me- Megan got it for me because she knew I was going to need it, <laughs> but like, it's just sort of like this little materialistic um, thing that's like, if you don't have a human, at least you have a blankie. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot of blankies. <laughs> oh, you do? Yep. I do. It's like a pure, yeah, it's a pure sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about gardens? So, um, very interesting song. So, yeah, I need we to saw- ask you. Like what I have some stuff to say. Okay. I, I don't, I might help. know that I understand this song. Okay. I didn't either. Then we saw him in September um, after the album was released, that, that show. And I remember him talking about this song and saying that he had um, gone to some like weird remote part of Texas to write the album and kind of formulate everything, you know, like a, like a retreat, mm-hmm. small town, um, you know, he shows up and people are already like, who are you? Cause everyone knows everyone. Well, there was a moment <laughs> in that stay where there was a fugitive on the run. And unfortunately either the guy did, or the description seemed to match Bryce blonde guy, ponytail, and no one knew Bryce. I mean, he was like new in town. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I think the police like showed up at his door. Nothing bad happened. Like, I don't think anything bad happened. I can't remember the details of the story. So I'm so sorry if I'm botching it, Bryce. But he did say he wrote the song about, like he was trying to think of the perspective of the guy on the run. Okay. Um, that's, that's, I wrote that down. I said, yeah. I said, is he suggesting running from the cops? Like but whose is. perspective is this? That's because it's this weird thing that like you would never think that someone would do, like write yes. a song about. <laughs> but but you were right. It is. There's also moments where he's saying, um, 
he says in the gardens in the running race the issues erase mm-hmm. the pain and clearly he's talking about like running away from your problems but I also was like is he talking about gardens as in like heaven or this idea of heaven mm-hmm. um and like being able to start over like he's he says start again I don't know so I was just really grasping for anything it's a beautiful song <laughs> beautiful song yeah. I was just like where does this fit in everything because I yeah. just couldn't see it so it's a little chaotic it's a um, beautiful song though I really yeah. like it yes it's a it's a wild like it's it's another like pretty powerful song mm-hmm. but that's I'm glad that you shared that story with me because that definitely helps me <laughs> I, but I, now I'm only thinking about that and I'm thinking about how I feel like it doesn't even it doesn't fit storyline wise yeah it is know? a weird one yes and this yep. is kind of where I felt like gardens happened and I was like mm, okay beautiful song yeah what does it mean and then peace signs I was like which we'll talk about next we'll just do you have anything else to say about gardens? Yeah, I pulled okay. a couple lines. I just want to acknowledge um, this. I also pulled race the issues or race the pain, but there was a couple lines that um, are just so like interesting mm-hmm. where it ends or it starts. I loved that. Um, and then panic induced revival. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> loved that line. Revival. Yeah. When he's like shouting it. Yeah. 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 He's like yelling at a certain point. Yeah. Um, as, as the tensions go up, you know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I agree though. This is where maybe the storyline and the original characters you formulated and like gotten comfortable with, it starts to go off course. Yeah. Like blurs for me. I felt like I was in a rhythm and then I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Where am I now? I'm in like a different <laughs> world. It's great still. I like it, but I don't know where I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we'll launch into peace signs. Mm-hmm. I did not like the song. I I guess to this point, like this time I really sat down and was like, what can I pull from the song? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just settled with, it's just a vibe. It's just a chill song. Sure, yeah. There are parts of it that I like. Um, I love the line, ever gaze deep into my neon psyche. Yeah, that's a good um, one. That's yeah. a fun one. Um, but it, it is just a very like, yeah, I feel the same way. I, it's just... I don't expect much from it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very like a, it just like carries you along. You're right. It totally yeah. is a vibe. I did enjoy the fact that I felt like what Bryce was trying to say was you may not always be okay. And I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned this to you earlier. Like people ask you how you are, if you've been through some sort of crap in your life, you want to say I'm doing pretty shitty actually, but that's not always <laughs> A well taken (laughs) response to how are you? Um, So just throwing up a peace sign instead is a way of just kind of being like, yep, fine, moving on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like throwing peace signs at the dark times. Exactly. Um, Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, I was like, is this an attempt to be positive or is this just like a, sometimes you just gotta like, whatever it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Peace. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was just, it was a filler song. Like every album has them. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's a fun little drive. Um, but yeah, I mean, the song was kind of light on the light on the attachment for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we have, we had a five, four, three, two, one Z, which was your gem. 
Mm-hmm. And then we have Wanna Life. Yes. Um, kind of similar to Slow Mo in the way that it's like a little, it's a little song. Mm-hmm. It's a window. Like you're sitting at the window, um, like yearning and hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking about like wanting to have the most full life. Um, maybe a little bit of anxiousness. And I was thinking about that today when I was looking back over my notes, like it is kind of like funny and applicable to like, you know, where the world is right now is I feel like so many people are like, what are you going to do after um, the world is safe and the apocalypse is over? Like, what am I missing out on now? Like, what do I want my life to be? Because that's such a a big conversation and um, thing that people are realizing that maybe they weren't living the way they wanted to before. And a lot of what he says is, is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a good transition into the next chapter of this album. It's such a cute little short song, very stripped back and yeah, but well done. Um, I think a little bit of it feels filler to me, but not in a way that's distracting like peace signs was for me. Yeah. Um, I loved that, uh, (laughs) I love that he was like, do I dye my hair? Or do I pierce my nose? Like, what do I do? You know, and I totally relate to that. Oh my God. Sure. Yeah. Um, Cause just like a little change can be something to hold yeah. you over. <laughs> oh, and it could be such a big jolt of new energy. Yeah. 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 But no, it was, a, I think it was really well done. I think um, it's just, like you said, I, I really like what you said about it being a window, like looking ahead, like I want a life with the world in it, but what it like what is it yeah you know yeah there's a little bit of a question mark I feel like maybe the thoughts aren't completely realized and it's mm-hmm. like you're dreaming you're just kind of dreaming overtly yep yeah yeah like you know Which you're nice yearning for something else you're just not quite sure what it is yet and that's an okay yeah. place to be and that transitions us into slow-mo and then we have whew, apartment 413 so this is an interesting song I feel like I understand the resonance of it. I think I liked, I think it's not one of my favorites on the album. Mm. Um, but I did pull a couple like thoughts on it. Uh, this is another one that I was like, let's really try to think about this and pull something. Um, I appreciate how religion and belief is written into this. I think this is another one that you have a literal line that says, unlock the door to the room you're in, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love things like that. I think it's such a, such a clever line. It's not like, praise Lord, Savior. I don't know. It's just like a fun way to sneak it in. Yeah. Well, I like that he says, so he says, unlock the door to the room you're in, Lord. I feel your face through the wall. Got my face on the face floor. Face on the floor. Yep. I wrote that down too. Yeah. And I like that because I think to your point, I think this is someone trying to find yes. faith. Like, yep. I really relate to this song because I, I just felt like it was so felt for me because it is just kind of like this ugly song. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like dredgy in a way. Like, but I related to that lyric so much because you're just like, hello, like, is there anyone home? Is anyone going to fucking like pick me up off this floor? And like, people are searching for signs and meaning when you're really just like down in the dumps trapped inside your apartment and like looking for some reason to continue on. And you're just like, 
well, everybody talks about God. Well, where is he right now? Or where's the Lord? You know, I want to unlock the part that's blocking me from truly believing that there's a God or a Lord that's going to save me from this shitty, depressed apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. I love that you you uh, had an attachment to it. I enjoy that. Yeah. I think you search for anything you can and grasp for anything you can when you are really in moments like that. And it, this is a desperation, like a moment of desperation. Yes. So yeah, I agree. I also love, I have to point out this um, lyric in this song, I'm chained to my brain. Ooh, I didn't pick up on that one. I like that. It's kind of like hidden in the song, the way he's singing it. But um, I really enjoyed that. Like, and going back to your mind can be such a cruel place to be. Yeah. And even if you're not trapped in your apartment, your mind can become that apartment. That can become that closed off physical space so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have Keep Going. I love this song. Me too. It's an anxiety bop. Yes. <laughs> so true. So I pulled a couple lines. Mm-hmm. So going back down to the dim edge of town, maybe we just, maybe just keep going. Um, and then my heart was built to spill out all of these notes. It, it's just, this is like a, a song and movement, like the way it's written, the way it's sung. Um, it keeps you moving. He's like talking about walking downtown, uh, seeing people not wanting to talk to them. I get that one. Um, and it's kind of like another light fight with your mind. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think what's, you know, it's funny and what made me think um, when I was listening to the song, he says, uh, maybe I'll go somewhere for a year, maybe five. Yeah. And did you watch Taylor? Yeah, you did. You watched Taylor Swift's, um, like when she sang all those live so- the live yep. songs off of um, Folklore. She was talking about how so many musicians and artists often want to like run away from what they're doing in the lakes. What she was writing about was how artists often want to retreat away from what they're doing. And it can be really difficult for you to keep going. And I thought about that when I was listening to this song and just how he's saying like, you know, I got to keep going, but there's also this pull and the sense of wanting to escape when you're stuck in whatever it is, but he returns to familiar things. And I pulled the line. Um, so I put on some records, five Jacksons on my computer. Okay. Magic. My heart was built to spill out all of these notes mm-hmm. and I opened my books and consumed Dickinson, Bukowski hall and Sandberg in them. Still life is still my favorite poem. And so he's like, okay, like these are my these are my muses and yes. this is what keeps me going. And yep, this is yep. how I'm going to ground myself and redirect where I'm at and remind myself like, no, I'm here to be an artist. I'm here to be a musician and I can't escape because this is what I was made to do. And so that was kind of my <laughs> intertwined, like, Ooh, this is so cool. Cause Taylor spoke about that as an yeah. artist and a musician herself, like, Sometimes you just want to run away and stop doing it forever. But then uh-huh. you 
you stop and you go, no, like I, this is who I am. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with it. I, um, yeah, I picked out that exact same thing and especially that passage because I often feel like that. And that's, that is what I'll do when I get really stuck or lost Mm. is I dive back into the things that I know are the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it is like, it, fucking sucks sometimes to be a creative person because you're trying to make your job um be your life because it is already your life but you're just trying to make money off of it because that's what you have to do that's what you want to do um but the whole process is hard and you know it's not just like you you clock out at 5 p.m it's Mm -hmm. like always with you um and it's who you are and I enjoy that but it, it is hard sometimes you you are like what what if I just quit it and like sold the studio and like did something else like what if I just like forced myself to like be an accountant (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like that still doesn't work like nope that's not it like the only answer is like you keep going um and it's it is this like you you're constantly telling yourself to keep going but yeah I love that inspiration that inspiration segment that's what we'll call it Mm -hmm. um And I think it's funny to hear other people. I think it's funny to hear people that I revere so much um, write about their inspirations because then I think about how, like, if I was writing that song, like, he would be on my list. And, like, how does that make, like, that's cool. Like, I hope that he realizes he's done that for, like, another generation. Mm. Yeah, it's good to have your perspective as well being – I'm creative, but by no means like turning out artwork every day (laughs) like you are Um, (laughs) or music or anything for that, you know, for that matter. But um, it's cool to have your perspective as somebody who's also going through that and feeling that at points. All the time. And I like this is keep going is like pretty much what it's like every day. So I appreciated the song. It's wild. You watch a lot of people stop and like, just decide it's too hard and they do other things and then you're like wow you're really good like you just stopped like that's scary because you're like am Mm -hmm. I gonna get to that point like but I know if I make those decisions like I will die inside Mm -hmm. and but it's like so you keep walking on the road but you're still being like splashed by cars and like literally that was my actual life before I like had a car (laughs) I would like get off the train and walk the 15 minutes to my studio. And I remember getting splashed like this, this song kind of resonates because I remember must've been spring, uh, maybe summer of 2019. No, this might've been like January of 2020. It's just funny how time passes so fast. Mm -hmm. I remember like walking to the studio on a rainy day, probably January, 2020. We had been there for like at least six months already. Um, and uh, a, a truck splashed me, like it was raining, soaked me. And I walked the rest of the like seven minutes to the studio and it was like a Saturday afternoon. I got into the studio, Colleen was there and I just like burst into tears. And I was like, how long do we have to do this? Like this fucking sucks. Like, you know, I have no clients. I I'm paying studio rent. I'm paying material like money. 
I'm doing these projects. I'm giving, like, you know, my friends are like together on a Saturday and I'm here and like, I love it, of course, but like how fucking long, like how long do we just suffer and like, just do this to try to make this work? Like until someone just like makes it better. Mm -hmm. And you're in so many phases of that and so many, you know, points, but you, you do have to just like, say keep going even though you're like at that point mm -hmm. and you sit down and I think I just like cried it out and like shook it off and I probably sat down and turned on something like the rocket summer that I love and was just like okay what are we doing next <laughs> and yeah. you you keep moving um but it is it is like this like you force yourself downtown walk mm -hmm. every fucking day every fucking day every email you send every piece you put out on Instagram every idea you get it is like god I don't want to do this mm -hmm. but we have to mm -hmm. yeah isn't it interesting who somebody like Bryce or even like Taylor who's like they have they get money like they make their living off of this this is what they do for a living um still feels that way like, yeah. you know, not, not that you're not by any means that your art, that your art isn't just as powerful, but that like these individuals like, have made it this mm -hmm. far and still feel like that. And I, I bet that's just a part of, I'm sure that's just a part of being an artist. Like, yep. You'll feel like that forever. Any way, shape or form. Bryce wrote an anthem for all the musicians and artists out there. Thank God. Thank <laughs> you, Bryce. <laughs> Together in Texas. Interesting song. Mm. This is another, this was one where I was like, well, we're on a different planet now. <laughs> yes. Uh, it might be my least favorite on the album. Mm. This one I really couldn't pull a lot from. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because you feel like there's these like very real things that you can relate to, like these lessons. This is a relationship song. Like it's so specific. Yep. Yep. to meeting somebody now that I know that Bryce went to Texas to like write portions he's from of Texas album. oh he's from Texas okay. he's from yeah so to me whatever like he definitely met someone in Texas and mm -hmm. he's saying Palm Springs sits behind your eyes this suggests to me that like you may be in Texas but the girl she's in Palm Springs even though she's here like right and he's saying, like, why would we want anything to be different? We can live here. We can have our lives. But they're like, no, no, no. Like, my life is in Palm Springs. And it, Bryce is saying, like, this isn't good enough for you. Like, this love, this thing that we have isn't good enough for you. And she's like, no. Like, that's what I see. Can I put a spin on it and say that, like, maybe they're in mundane Texas? Because this song was like, I was like, these are all mundane activities. Like, is, are we writing about day to day? like the mundane of it all. So maybe Palm Springs behind your eyes. Is that like when you look at this person in this mundane place, like you find vacation, like that's mm -hmm. why it's fun. True. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't thought about it like that. And that's where I'm like, I almost want to lean more towards yours because the song isn't like, it's not comforting for some reason. It's definitely not. Um, and I think if we're, com if we're, com going to combine both of those things mine and yours like well yeah maybe they're in texas and he's saying like we can have this life mm -hmm. as long as we're together 
will find, you know, happiness and joy in the mundane activities because we have each other. Like, right. Yeah. You know, this song like, like makes that. me want to crawl out of my skin. Like I just feel <laughs> like, <laughs> cause I, I just feel like stuck. Yeah. I feel like the stuckness of it all for some reason. Well, maybe that's how the girl felt in the song. And Bryce was just like, no, <laughs> stay with me. And she's like, bitch, I'm stuck here. I got to go back to Palm Springs. <laughs> maybe these Merlot walls, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we can move on. World's greatest. I love this song. I feel like I've said this about every song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common thing. <laughs> but it's true. This is another strong song. I'll say that. It is definitely a strong song. I wrote, be the captain of your bullshit. This is a lovely warm blanket wrapping you up, comforting you in a shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's a get up and try again song. Yeah. I wrote down um, per aspra ad astra, which is a Latin phrase. It means through hardships to the stars. Mm. Cause that's what this, like, there's a line that sail through the sea you're in bloom where you're planted. Um, and then I loved the line. We're not that, we're not that far, but it feels like we are. Mm, I love that. That's so cool. I've yeah. never heard that phrase before. First of all. So thank you for sharing it. It's that's something Colleen cool. and I toss back and forth a lot. Um, <laughs> because like it's, it's back to like doing anything hard through hardships to the stars. I love that. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I pulled the line, stay insane if insane is what it takes. I did too. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the big, this sound is going to be so stupid, but, um, you know, big people who've made big things happen in the world, like Steve Jobs said, <laughs> stay crazy. Like the crazy ones are going to do great things. I love that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he said that, but it's true. Every like interesting person is out of their goddamn mind. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I loved that. I'm like, yes, yeah. it's all right to be crazy. Right. And I like that. Yeah. That nod to like that acknowledgement of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going back to being a musician and being an artist doing the same thing and over and over again is the definition of the insanity. Definition of insanity. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it you, is. Keep, you keep going because it's who you are, but you are yeah. a little crazy because you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And that's why people give up. Like Colleen and I talk about this a lot with um, just kind of like trying to make it in the art world. Mm-hmm. You have to make it past all of these people that will eventually give up because it's too hard for them. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your limit? And you got to try to push your limit, but you're going to find out that a lot of people have like a, like a less, they have a less tolerance for bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the more you have, you're just going to pass those people and you're going to watch them drop off mm-hmm. and it's going to get a little easier to like, you know, get past the competition and make noise that people hear. Um, and that's exactly what this is. I mean- Stay insane. Stay insane. So good. Sail through the sea you're in. Yep. Um, Eminem. Um, the last, I love the song. The last song. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, it's got Ooh. a great pace. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's a lot harder than I expected it to be. Yeah. Which I like because he does yeah. not typically do songs like that. So that was cool. It's an interesting, it's an interesting song. We stole each other's hearts like a couple bandits. I love how he sings it. Like the the enunciation of a couple bandits. It's just mm-hmm. like so good. It yep. was a dream, was a dream. And then you have K Sarah Sarah, uh, which he repeats a lot. Like it's a it's a big one in that. Um, and I was like, what does that mean? So it's a song from 1956 sung by Doris Day. Um, and it translates to whatever will be, will be. Oh my God. I didn't even pull that. So I well, was like, what does K Sarah Sarah mean? Cause I'm singing like K Sarah Sarah, K Sarah Sarah. Like, what am I singing? Yeah. That's it. Whatever That's will be, cool. will be. Yeah. Great. If we're pulling the major themes from the album, like it's a great way to end with that. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you pulled that because I, I didn't. So it's a perfect little bow on yeah how, like well like this shit sucks <laughs> but it's all right what will be will be like yeah and I think it kind of also ties into wanna life and slow-mo too because mm-hmm. you're you're at the precipice of change like you're right there and you don't know what life is going to be like or where it's going to take you but you are opening your eyes to the possibilities and that's kind of a, a way to, to end on that. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that it's like no answers, but persistence is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even the lyric, he says, um, the rear view mirror in my mind, I ain't looking at it. You're not Mm -hmm. looking back. You're moving forward. You're persisting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially with the pace of the song where it's like, yeah, it just goes, it just brings Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like that's a great line for the pace of this song. Yes. Persevering Mm. through the bullshit. Yeah. It's very much like you've hopped in a car and you just, you're driving, you're driving, you're driving. Like, yep. Yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah. It is is good. Yeah. Do you know why it's called Eminem? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'd love to know. Well, we got to tweet it, Bryce. (laughs) Bryce, tell us. Tell us what it means. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a that great was, album. That was good. Wow. I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. If, so if you were introducing the Rocket Summer to someone that really didn't know, or even like maybe they've heard um, like one or two of the hits, mm-hmm. um, would you give this album to them first? I don't know. I think I would. Mm-hmm. I think my conversation with them would be exactly almost what you just said. You probably know this song because, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, everybody knew that song. And you need to know more than that. Like, under right. what's underneath that? Like, and the song we're talking about is So Much Love from so 2010. Love, yeah. <laughs> everybody knows that song. Yeah. And, like, that's a great song. It's a good song. but It's, it's a great song. But it's not but this. It, it was written 12 years before this album too. Right. Like we have to give it a little, he was, there's been a lot of growth. Yeah. 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 Um, and just stylistically, like so different. There's yeah. nothing on this album. That's like that song. No. Yeah. So, and he, that album and like his early music was heavy, like piano, right? Like he did a lot of yes. piano work and this Very. is so much more, um, rough it's more versatile yeah 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 I think I absolutely would I'd be like okay 
because I think it's a really great way to be like, oh, you have this one that and that's kind of how I was sort of um, before listening to this album was like, okay, you have this this idea of who this musician is. Um, Mm -hmm. This is all, you know, but you could explore a lot more and actually find out that there's something really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I did. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like I, I feel like I, I don't know. I have such a tie to a lot of his music. Yeah. That it's so hard because there are like the lighter stuff and then there's the darker stuff, but I feel like this one, it might be a good um, grasp. Yeah. But I also, well, then I'm contradicting myself because I'm also saying this album was so personal to Bryce. A lot of it's relatable, Mm -hmm. but it's also very personal. And maybe if you don't explore his other music, you may get this album and be like, what is this guy talking about? You know? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Do we want to run through the videos real quick? Absolutely. All right. So what they did here was very interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a short film. That's yes. I, that's all I can call it. <laughs> and I will say, you know how I feel about music videos at this point. Yes. Anybody listening to this podcast knows how I feel about music videos. Um, yeah. I am elated with the project. I think it was beautifully done. Amazing colors. The consistency and like the running themes of certain objects and people um, and storylines were really beautiful and really well done. And then I was like, but it's not what I wanted it to be. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Morning light was not what I wanted it to be for sure. Like I just, yeah. The flower idea, point of view of the flower, cool. Like, I kind of feel like stuff like that's been done before. So it wasn't like I was amazed by it. Um, But it was cool. It was a cool story to carry you into the other videos, but not what I wanted it to be at all. And I didn't feel like it encompassed what the song was in any way, shape, or form. It was just an it to me it was an excuse to do something creative but it was not a story that followed like the lyrics at all which is okay that's not what you have to do with every music video it doesn't need to be like that that's why there's so much creative freedom like there's no limitations but it just as the listener was like what the fuck is this <laughs> you know I agree I mean? yeah it was so like there there maybe wasn't a storyline in this other than like the flower being passed around to these, like how many things can change hands and you know what, I'm going to make a connection. This is a really good sense of, um, from our friends in neck deep Sonderland, mm-hmm. um, and like definition of Sonder, you know, all these people around That's you that true. are yeah, living yeah. just as complicated, detailed lives as you. So if you have no like concept of that, yes. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of like, this is a really great visual representation of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it didn't really, it didn't have like resonance with this specific song. Agreed. And I mean, I kind of felt Shatter Us, I think, was the closest. Sure. Um, and then Gardens, now that I kind of know more about 
the background of the song, but Shatter Us was definitely the closest I felt like it was coming to the meaning of the song. There's intensity to the song. Like there's literally like shards of glass everywhere. And Mm -hmm. like this girl's dancing and it's like definitely raw emotion happening, which was exactly what I was talking about in the song. I still felt like there was pieces missing, but it was beautifully done. And like the, the dancing and the utilization of the flower going into her hair, like following from the first video was cool. Yeah. 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 And it was nice. Like the expression, like if it was like a, the dancing with a physical frustration was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then the literal like mirrors breaking, that was pretty cathartic to watch. Yeah. Which I totally feel that like sometimes there's just this energy inside that like you could pick up something and almost accidentally break it because you're so like frustrated or whatever it may be um and then blankets I thought was just like kind of boring oh okay (laughs) I mean it was yeah like the concept was good I mean I liked the symbolism of them like embracing at the end as if that's lost sort of like in the stick, middle stick with me you know what I mean like yeah I don't know but I don't know this yeah I wrote down suspended in a moment like I guess that's how because it went on for a long time it was just kind of like a like a moment stretched mm-hmm. the clap at the end yes I liked that I thought that was cute it was cute um, I want to skip right to, we can go back to the other two, but then the story continues with 54321Z. Yeah. We have that same couple that we've been following. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we kind of see like the culmination of their story in this mm-hmm. video. Um, they're, what I got out of it, they're broke, they're bored, they're stuck. They decide to go on a road trip. Yeah. And they go and see nature. I, that's funny that like, it links right to something you would do, something you and Megan do. Mm-hmm. Drive to the mountains. Yeah, but we wouldn't steal someone's money. <laughs> yeah, but that's the exciting part of it. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> they I was drive in- to the mountains <laughs> and the police end up showing up anyway. I was so annoyed. <laughs> it's gonna be, you get a desperate for some fun. I don't know. Yeah, that. <laughs> it was just the sense of like irresponsibility that was just like annoying about it young couple they're a young couple that are fucking desperate like yes. of course i know it's a stupid mistake you make um through the series did you notice all the bryce cameos yes he was in every I video i love yeah. that yeah i liked the way they did it where him he was just like walking past or he was like mm-hmm. playing on the street like it was kind of fun because it didn't like interrupt the story and like have a live band setting. And I liked that he was just like another character. He was another like Sonder character in the story. Mm-hmm. But he keeps showing up. Yeah. I just know. enough. I, like, I did like that. There were, yeah. I mean, as a whole, like I said, were things well done? Absolutely. Was I just, I'm just bitter. That's all. That's my, <laughs> it's my, it's my own fault. I'm doing it. You're to particular. You're yes. particular with your videos. Yes. So we have our like, our kind of standalones. So Gardens was a fan-made video that he liked so much he made it official. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So okay. someone else made that video. Super wow. cool. They yep. did an incredible job. 
They did. Yes. Um, and I want to get a little paranormal. Um, I I've been like, what did that person like all the florals, mm-hmm. like it kind of fits with the album artwork. So I get that, but like, you know, he kind of, there's this like point where everything just like sums up to this character in this like greenhouse kind of yep. area with a floral throne. And he, obviously we see him wake up and run. He just like mm-hmm. wakes up and runs. He's lost. Um, it, it almost gave me a sense of like, he had messed with the Fae or the Fae had messed with him. Mm, that's like what happens there's like all of these weird little like and like there's it's like if anyone like wants to look into this it's um missing 411 is a good place to start but there's a lot of like weird kind of like interloping theories that um like aliens or they kind of like take people mess with them and then drop them maybe miles from where they went Hmm. missing um, or even farther sometimes, um, or they just like, especially like Faye and some sort of like woods cryptids, uh, will lead you around the woods and get you like lost and like really mess with people. So this is kind of what that seemed like that he was dropped. Um, but the floral inclusion and in all the nature made me think more Faye than alien. Um, mm. so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting from my point of like very paranormal view that um, it could be like this. And it's like, you have these lines like panic induced revival and um, it's so chaotic that in those situations, people are so like, usually their mind, they, they don't remember, they're just dropped. They're like, yeah, I was like on a hike. And then like, they, you know, show up like a, a week later and everyone's like, where were you for a week? And they're like, that was a week, I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah, that, yeah. wow. What an incredible, I love that. I mean, I don't love it for that person, but <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Um, I that's funny. I I was like, oh, did he die? And he's like in purgatory. Like I also was, that I was thinking could be he that was like running, trying to figure out like like he clearly had fallen, and mm-hmm. it, looked like, it looked like maybe he had done drugs or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was like jolted out yes. of whatever you know, space he was in and was just immediately running because he was like, oh my God, I don't know where I am. And like, where do I go? And then found himself in this greenhouse with these like, you know, blooming flowers, which is, you know, sort of symbolic. And Mm. I was just thinking maybe he was, you know, in another realm. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't necessarily have to be earth that he was still Mm -hmm. on just something like familiar enough for humans, which like continue on the paranormal thing. Um, They say they um, like astral projection and Mm -hmm. like going to different dimensions. They say that like sometimes things show up and even like in our realm, paranormal things will show up in ways that make sense to humans. So like he could be seeing this landscape because that's familiar to him and he knows how to process that, but maybe it's not. Like maybe that's actually not what it looks like, but our brains can't process beyond what we know. Mm. Very interesting. You're right. There was a lot of like trippiness that was like, is there, is there drugs or mind altering things going on? Like, or is this just like such blind, like panic? Like, yeah. Very interesting video. It was, it was well done. It must've been fun to film. I like, I think that must've been fun. Definitely. Yeah. 
That's cool. And then we have peace signs. Um, those orange sunglasses. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging with his demons. Yes. I like the idea that these scary clown demons being the things that you're actively pretending are not there. Yeah. You know, throwing or throwing up peace signs at them. I don't know. It was, it was very weird. Um, It was because they unmask them at the end. And who is it? It's Bryce. Oh yeah. It's himself. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that goes back to like, you are your own worst enemy in a lot of situations. Right. Right. Your demons yeah. are yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This this video, I mean, it freaked me out. It, it is a little weird. It's unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be. You have all these like beautiful, he's like sitting on the mountains and he's driving down the beach and like you have these like weird things um, that are just- Yeah, he's him. having these really peaceful moments and then there's- Yeah. These, and I'm like- Ugh. Which it it is very true, true that you could be in a perfect place and you still are questioning whether or not you should be happy about it. There you go. But yeah. Wow. Yes. What a ride. (laughs) Yeah. It is a ride. A lovely ride. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about free love. Yeah, I want to hear like how Sylvanesso came into your world because mm. um, they're they're a very you artist. Yeah, I actually first the first song I ever heard um, was Coffee, their song Coffee from their self titled album Sylvanesso, and um, I immediately was like, oh my god, yeah, this is like my vibe. I had heard it at work. Somebody was like just playing it in the morning before we were open, and of course the girl that was playing it I was like she's so cool of course she would like have this song so I was like who is this <laughs> and um immediately just put the album on on the way home from work and it was just like oh yeah this is really really good and has consistently been like the soundtrack of you know dinner at night making dinner or whatever hanging out in my apartment like this Sylvanesso to me is the soundtrack of like just chilling in my apartment like that's what it that's what it's been yeah um, which is funny because like this out this free love in particular doesn't necessarily do that for me. Not not in a bad way at all. It's just it's a it's different, different vibe. It's a different yep. vibe. Yeah. So that's how Sylvanesso came into my life. This cool girl played it at work and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but Amelia is actually a singer in another band that I uh, that I love um called Mountain Man. There's it's a it's three girls and they sing a cappella most of the time. And uh they're kind of like, I don't even know how I would describe it. It's like uh, if you were in the Midwest in a prairie dress on a farm, what would you sing about? Like that's <laughs> like what kind of music it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard any songs by them. but No, but I'm very interested now. It's cool. I love them. I will definitely at some point, it's on my list of albums to share with you. Okay. Um, and she is on it and the three girls they met at school in Vermont and they recorded most of the first album they put out um, in like a closed down ice cream shop in Vermont, which I just think is so cool. Oh, yeah, very. So um, Amelia just split off and did her own project where she was working with her now husband, which is so cute. Um, 
So it's a husband and wife duo, which I just love. Yeah, Amelia and Nick. Yep. So cute. And live, I've seen Sylvan SO live once. I saw her in Portland, oh, Maine. Okay. Um, absolutely incredible. She is okay. a captivating techno pop goddess. Like that's how cool. I would describe her. She had these giant ass boots on, skin tight pants and a crop top, and just dances on stage. Her voice is incredible. And she just captivates the crowd somehow. Like awesome. one woman show. It's very cool. Who did they play with? I forget who opened for her. It was like not that impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you know who? I don't remember who it was. It was like a DJ, though. Um, oh, okay. It was like a girl DJ. I did not love it. But, yeah. Um, we just like hung out and drank while yeah. she played. But And Portland, Maine is such a fun, that state theater is like my favorite venue. I love it. It's one of my favorites. I agree with you. It's a weird, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's an old theater um, built in, I believe it was the early 1900s. Um, and it's it's been through the ringer. A lot of the old theaters around here have um, with all like the depression, especially if, you know, if anything was built before 1930, usually the theaters were built for um, black and white movies and silent films and like all of that you know when cinema kind of first became this thing people would go to the theater and then play uh like plays um musicals um some performances and then like around the 30s a lot of these old beautiful theaters were kind of abandoned um mm-hmm. and then maybe they were turned into um triple x um type of theaters after that and uh it really took a lot of people to purchase these places and bring them back to normal Mm -hmm. um and this is one of those theaters so it's it's an old theater that's been through a lot of history and primarily what I see come through is modern like contemporary artists Mm -hmm. would you agree with that yeah yeah and sometimes it's like weird one-off like yeah situations but yes yeah usually you're gonna see a band there yeah and all sorts of people I mean like you've seen bleachers Mm-hmm. And Sylvan Nesso there. And Death Cat. I've seen Andrew Mc- And oh God, there? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've seen All Time Low and Andrew McMahon there. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. So you get, yeah, you kind of get a little bit of everything. Indie pop rock type stuff. But they still have the box office outside. Yep. It's, uh, it's still like, it's beautiful inside. It's kind of old. I like that about it. It's not new at yeah. all. Yeah. And there's really not a bad seat in the house or like standing in the house. Yeah, I agree. We always go to the floor, but even when you're on the floor, like it's not overwhelming. Like if it doesn't feel like the house of blues, which can sometimes feel very overwhelming, at least to me, but the disbursement of bodies, like is just, it's comfortable enough where you don't feel like you can't see anything and you don't feel like you're too close to people and that you're like bumping into each other, which is nice. Agreed. Yeah. For some reason I can always see on that floor and that's not the case everywhere. Yeah. What was your first impression of the album? Um, so I had heard, um, Hey mommy before from you guys Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it. So this was kind of like, I knew what to expect, like based on their style. I knew I liked it. I was really intrigued. Um, but I, I jumped into this one and was surprised at like how, um, it's a little bubblegummy, but I like that. 
Mm. It's like, it's really light. It is light. Yeah. It's, it's very light and colorful. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, just like Bryce's. It was like, this sounds like neon. As a city kid, I loved this album. Yeah. This is City in the Summer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit more in, um, but because there's like one song specifically that really makes me feel that way, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's a summer. Yeah. It's a summer spent in the city. Um, It's like falling in love while everything refuses to slow down around you. That's kind of what I got from this because like building a relationship with someone else is like a huge theme throughout this album. Mm. Um, I saw that a lot. Um, Like it's transition, it's transitional youth. Like Mm -hmm. I feel so much of, how they react to things being in my late twenties, I found it very relatable. Um, like the way crushes are talked about is more like confident, more refined, more like every day too. Mm-hmm. Um, going with the flow. Um, I wrote that it's such a social album. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely not a lone album. Like there's just like, I don't know. There's like it evokes being surrounded by so many people that you know and don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. And I said that it's interesting that it came out now because um, it's good as a nostalgic escape, but it also reminded me of everything that I like missed in a normal Boston summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you're right. I think this is definitely about like just fun and being with friends. It's, it's interesting because when I read more about each song and like just the album as a whole, I, I realized that I missed some things that definitely had like darker undertones which I'll get into um but like you know sugared in this like bassy or poppy or techno-y beats um which is similar to how how Bryce does things so I liked yeah that I I didn't see that at first and then I did a little bit more research and realized like oh these are things that they're talking about you know so I thought that that was cool I felt the same way. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, um, there's a lot hidden. Yes. There's definitely a lot hidden. And I think it's a little easy for them to do that because number one, Amelia's voice is, um, the way she enunciates and says things as a singer can mm-hmm. be hard to understand what she's saying, which is cool. Like, that's just like how she does stuff, um, yeah. in, in Sylvanessa, which is funny because it's so different than, her voice in mountain man. So it's easy to get away with saying something that may be a little darker because there's so much sound happening and the way that she plays with her voice is so different. So. And if she's singing it in a light way, you really miss it, which Mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. This being their third album, you know, their second album that they came, came out with what now um, was very similar to their, their first album. Um, or this is their fourth album. The third album that they came out with was like the live version of a lot of their songs. Okay. Okay. So this is their fourth album, but I, I keep saying it's their third. It is their fourth. Um, But their second album, what now was very similar to their first album, Sylvan SO. And I found that as a, as a writer, as writers and musicians, like this fourth album was very mature. So what you're okay. picking up on as like, you know, maturity in the way that 
she's writing about relationships and stuff is funny because uh, as uh, in a, as a whole, I think this album is just more, much more mature and refined than their than their older stuff, which is cool. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I definitely did. It was almost like the ease of the way she talks about things is like mm-hmm. no pressure. Yep. Like go with the flow. Just is what it is. Like, yeah. I don't know. I liked that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It inspires me to think that way too. Yeah. I think her in general, and I'm sure her husband, like even just seeing her live and like listening to her in in other things and seeing her in music videos and listening to her in interviews, like she's just a free soul, like literally just whatever. Like she's just whoever and like does whatever, which like with no fucks given, like that's who I see her as. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. There's a lot of things that she just kind of like throws out that I, that I caught and I was like, whoa. Mm. So. Well, what was your gem? So my gem was um, rooftop dancing. (laughs) I love this song. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So we're starting with, yeah, technically there's a closer, but this is like the last real song on the album. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, this is what I meant when I said I had more to say on Summer in the City. I figured, yeah. Um, yeah, this is it. Like, so it's all the weirdness and fun of like being in the city together with all of these other people. It's kind of another like Sonder type of situation um, where you have, you're just surrounded by all these people living on top of you, below you, walking by you on the street, mm-hmm. in your Uber that you, you know, you're in there with them for like a 20 minute ride, but you'll never meet them again on the train, um, at event, at the bar. And then you have all your, your friends mixing with that too. And everyone that you interact with and know, um, I pulled the line moonlight's bright and the kids don't care. Um, and I just wrote, it's all light and silly and exhilarating. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my favorite memories of my 20s so far have been running through Boston with my friends to the barge or cartwheeling uh, through parks, laughing out loud in the deserted Boston Common on a summer night. Um, ex- you know, we're all exhausted from a double shift or going from one job to another, but we're so alive and we're rooted in the moment. Um, other people around, they're just like, <laughs> I wrote, they're just wilding as we're laughing. All the dumb stuff you do you know, you, you just like, you do all this stupid stuff and you laugh about it. Even like a year later, when it becomes a memory, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe like we did this. Like, I just think of all the stuff that like we do when Molly comes to town to visit nowadays or now the last few years, um, she usually comes in the summer and it involves us like going to emo night and like meeting a bunch of people we've never met before. And then like doing cartwheels through like Harvard yard or like, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like uh, we're on Revere Beach, like kicking sand around or, um, you know, we're going down to the Esplanade at like late at night and just like watching all the the lights on the city buildings. And, you know, we're running down Newbury Street, going to Rock Bottom Bar, or whatever, you know, like this song just encapsulated all of that so much. Mm. And listening to it this year, like made me so sad that I missed that part. Like it made me sad, but it also like, made me remember it's going to come back and it remember like made me remember all of these times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that you, you bring such a personal perspective to this song. Cause I'm not a city kid. I do live in the city, but I by no means uh, 
prefer it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer woods and silence and deer and, you know, birds and all that, but someday. Um, but I don't live, you know, in the same city as you and it's just different and you love it so much. And it's such a part of your of your heart. And it clearly is a part of Amelia and a part of Sylvanesso as a whole too. Um, but I, I, this song captures and manifests like this exact feeling. And it's just so like, you can smell it and you can hear it and you can taste it. And like, it's that feeling of like, you're going out to do something with your friends or with just even one person. And you're like, everything is perfect. It's to me, like the song is starts a sunset, goes into the night and then becomes early morning by the end. And it's just so beautifully done. And you've got like the noises of the city in the background and like the kids, like yeah. playing jump rope and like singing a song and like that's done so well and just the fade in and the fade out of life happening um and just really telling this incredible story of being on a rooftop at night and like looking out and seeing like you said like all these separate lives happening in this one big place at the same time and it just it's very captivating and it just takes it takes a feeling and it reaches into your soul and it takes like a memory of a perfect moment or a perfect night and maybe one that hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. And it breathes this magic into it. That's just yes. so incredible. And who can write a song like that? Like who does that? And like that, I would, I heard this song, I was just like, this is so like, I have a list on my phone, a playlist on my phone of the best songs written in of all time. And this is on that playlist because it's just so perfect. There's nothing I would change about it. No. Except maybe the music video, but that's okay. (laughs) I agree. I mean, I guess like in my mind, I'm just thinking of all the like stupid dumb stuff that we've done. And it's like, it would be funnier for them to have gotten a little looser. Mm -hmm. And I just think about like, as we're running down the street and like laughing and screaming, all the other people that are doing stupid stuff too, like where there, the video was a little tame. It was tame. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, so if we want to dive into it, one cool thing in the very beginning is you get a Breonna Taylor reference. Yes. Did you notice that? Yeah. On the building. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought was really interesting. It marks the time that we're here. Like that, that piece of art was created. And I just, I thought it was kind of like nice and sweet and it carries her memory in this positive song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that and I just wanted to call that out. Yeah. But otherwise we have roller skaters. We have people dancing on rooftops. The sun is setting. Yeah. I think it would have been more personal if it maybe had followed the point of view of two people or a group of people. And I think yeah. like to your point, it just could have been it just could have, it just could have been more refined. I think it was still beautiful. And I think yeah. it does capture like the breathing of a city um, mm-hmm. and like the experiences that each people are having. Um, I think it is important to point out, and I forgot to do this, that this album was released in 2020. So yeah. it's definitely got some, um, some pieces in it um, that we'll talk about later that are really relevant to mm-hmm. our time and what we went through a year ago. <laughs> As simple as the roller skates, 
Yes. Like, it's really funny that they Throwing have it back to TikTok. They're not wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not like in a COVID, like, and I like that. I'm, I'm, that's too much for me. Like I, I need to, yeah, we can take the mask off. Not, yeah. Yeah. We can pretend like that's not what it is. Yeah. But, um, rollers, like roller skating was such a big part of everyone's quarantine experience Yeah, that I just thought that was kind of funny that that was in there, whether it was intentional or not. It's another marker of our time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have roller blades sitting under my bed right now. Like everyone <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So that I- was cute. Yeah, I love that you picked this as your gem. Um, it's just such a well done, well yes. done song. Um, as far as the music video goes, I imagined like this girl in bed, like in her underwear or whatever, just kind of like disheveled, getting up, like knowing that she's gonna meet someone because she says, mm-hmm. "Meet me underneath the streetlight." Yes, and she kind of like looks out the window and she's like, she sees the person that she's going out with that night like waiting for her under the streetlight and she just like throws on some jeans and a white t-shirt and a jacket goes down the stairs meets that person it's like the sunset and they go to this bar and they're at the bar and the bartender's like oh you should go to the rooftop and they go to the rooftop and it's like this you know the lights of the city are all twinkling and they're there for way too long and they're there till morning like yeah and then the song ends like that's what I imagine the last couple like beats of the song are like a 4 a.m. kind of yep. situation. Yeah, yep. like the sun's just starting to come up, but mm-hmm. it's like that blue like glow of everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like just quiet enough. Yeah. It's, like, it's gentle. Yeah. Have you ever seen Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, that would be the youthful version of this song. For sure. Yeah, I can yeah. absolutely see that. Yep. Just like a moment, a night. Yes, yeah. But that's, I guess, what I was missing from the video is I wanted to see more of just like stupid stuff, like mm-hmm. just like the funny stuff, the yeah. like, human stuff. Yeah. I wanted to get more of a look, like go past the rooftops and like see what was happening in the bars and on the streets and who they passed by. And yeah, like get a perspective from like a specific character. I think that's like so great. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it would be a fun one to redo. Mm-hmm. This would be a fun one for like fans to do on their own too. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to see like TikTok style, like what everyone's interpretation of this is and bring that Sonder to life. Like what are all the city kids doing? You know what I mean? Like my version is going to be different than someone else's version. And I love that. I think that's cool. That is cool. Well, we start off with what if. It's Interesting a- intro. Yeah. I lo- And it is an intro. Like, mm-hmm. yep. And I like that, you know, some albums they like punchy right in the head with a song like morning light kind of was like that for yeah the rocket summer um but for this album it just like slowly gets you in there and it's cool the way they do that with this song it's like specifically written for an intro too yeah it like is. not that the song isn't a real song but it's not a real song no i i wrote that i said i love <laughs> that this is basically just a poem and yeah. that's kind of what all songs are in general, but most songs have a chorus and that's just not the case here. It's set to a beat and there's music, but it's a poem and it's mm-hmm. definitely like, um, it's a, a prologue. Yeah. And is it opposite day? Is it trying to shift your paradigm? We have this like lighthearted turn of the tables with everything she's saying in these lines. Right. Everything's upside down. Yep. Yeah, little Alice in Wonderland, which could be a very city, like Alice in the City situation. I mm-hmm. didn't think of that until right I, now, but I didn't either. Huh. 
I think it's a, it offers a really interesting perspective, you know, what if darkness was light? And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like saying like, well, what if all these things that are scary, what if all these things that are bad, like what if we had an alternate perspective to something? Yeah. You know, we don't always see things like that. So sometimes when we try to see it like that, it, it doesn't become so bad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's really, it's really interesting because it just makes you think like, I had yeah. to reread the lyrics so many times Same. Yes. to be like, yeah, like, okay, she, what is she saying here? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a trip. It's yeah. a fun one to read. It almost felt like reading red fish, blue fish, yellow fish, whatever fish from <laughs> Seuss. Yeah, I could see that. But you it was have- just so nonsensical yes. in a way. And your mind, your brain really has to be, to think a certain way and to be very smart and quick to be able to write that way. So I yes. also found that very fascinating. Like, yes, she's a very, I, I can tell she's just a very interesting thinker just because mm-hmm. of this, just based on the song, which is cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a nice little way, nice little opener that brings you into ring. Yeah. Yeah. Ring. Great song. Um, a ring means three things here, a mm-hmm. sound, a time loop or a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you picked up on that mm-hmm. in the song. Yeah. And she refers to all of those th- three things in the song lyrically. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, what's the chorus? I didn't write this one down, but it's like, she says it's a ring around. But, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the, yeah, I don't remember the lyrics. I can hear it, but yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it like evades to like, it's a circle. It's cyclical. It's, you yeah. know, it keeps turning. There's, you know, the end is the beginning um, I wrote down, it's a ring, it's safety and dangerous, which mm-hmm. I thought was a good, like, nod to commitment in mm-hmm. this way. Because mm-hmm. she says sometimes, so this this is very much about her relationship, because she says a date is sometimes a show. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I think that's pretty cool to, like, break down their life like that together. Mm-hmm. Career, you know, their career bleeds into their life, bleeds into their relationship. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The beginning, the progress, the current. I think what's cool too, as I was reading that she was, um, she had this idea to just write about tinnitus, which is something that happens to a lot of musicians because of music. So that was like another thing just like that I thought was really interesting. She's like, took this very small concept and then wanted to write a song about it, but then it turned into, okay, well, tonight is this something that I ha- that happens when I'm on tour because I'm playing loud music all the time. And that's something that I do with my husband. And like, now there's like this other theme that's, you know, being brought into this song because it, it's very cool. And it's very symbolic of what I'm sure songwriting is like, where you have this one idea that ends up just snowballing into this other thing and it becomes just this massive piece Mm -hmm. so it's cool that's cool yeah it's a beautiful song too I just love like yeah I I love musically what she's what they're doing here it's cool yeah yeah I enjoy this one a lot I think it's really fun yeah and then we've got Ferris wheel and love Ferris wheel. I thought this was going to be your gem. I'm it, so this was a fight. This was yeah. a fight. Um, I love this song. It's got um, like a really nice groove and it's got a lot of kinetic energy, mm-hmm. which like that makes sense. A Ferris wheel, you know, it's usually in motion. Um, I just like, 
this song was very neon for me, of course. Yep. Um, the line, take me Ferris wheeling baby. It's like, it's so fun. You'll do fine for tonight. It's very like all fun, no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a line in here that says sainted halo underworld goth vibes. Yes. I love that line. <laughs> yes. It's a great line. I yes. love this. I love that the song is very, you said energy. And to me, it definitely has um, a big like female sexual energy. Yes. Like it's very sexually yep. charged. And I love hearing a song like that where somebody is like, she's taking control of the situation and she she's saying like yeah I've seen you around like you'll do fine for tonight mm-hmm. and I love that that's so strong and she's doing it in a way that's not comical it's no. it's very straightforward and it's mm-hmm. done in a way that's so empowering um yeah and I love that and it's very much um very much a carnival rave feeling and yeah. I'm so happy with the music video yes and she really takes center stage mm-hmm. in this video, which definitely leads to your like femaley charged mm-hmm. kind of theme. Like I think that they visually did that so well. It's mm-hmm. her in control. Nick's kind of in the background with like these like apathetic faces, mm-hmm. but she's dancing. She's on the Ferris wheel. I just think it's funny. Like she's ready for some fun, mm-hmm. um, and it's like it's like fun and it's lighthearted, but it is very straightforward. And she knows what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Something about, and we'll get into this and I don't know this for sure, but something about this song and another song in the album and just like in general, what I'm getting about her is that I think they may have like a op- more open relationship. Oh, okay. Cause that I think, I think she's just like such an independent soul. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I just get that vibe. And like when you said like Nick's like faces in the background, like he's just like, okay, like this is my wife. This is what she the does. The song's not about him. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's about it's not free and sexual. And yeah. she's a married woman. So right. like, you know, what does that relationship look like? She sees this other guy on the street in his white t-shirt and yeah. she's like, I've been watching you, but not like I've been yearning for you. She's just yeah. like, yeah, I know who you are. You're hot. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I was so happy with the music video and the, oh my God, the outfit at the end that she's wearing, like with <laughs> this like fringy, crazy, yes. flashy outfit. And she's just dancing like wild and I love it. And she's like slamming in my dancing shoes, asphalt's hot and my knees all bruised. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a, so yeah. Good. Not so, this song is so summer. I mean, Ferris wheel is summer, but like asphalt's not hot and my knees are bruised. Like that, so, so well good. done. And they- ASL video. Did you see that? I did. It was very cool. I like watching um, interpreters with music. And that's exactly what I wrote down. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because they have become part of the show and some of the things we've started to see. Like Mm -hmm. there's the very iconic um, Walk a Flock of Flame show Mm -hmm. where you see the interpreter and he notices and he kind of goes down with her. Um, So the interpreter that they used... um, their name is Amber Galloway Gallego. Um, and I believe they had purple hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and or pink hair, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved yep. it. Like she it, fit so well. She did such a good job. And I loved that inclusion. I thought that was so wonderful. What a great way for everyone to be able to enjoy that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I wish more people did that. 
Yeah. We're going to start seeing more of it, I think, but um, yeah, it's, it's new frontier stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. What do we think about train? So I love the, um, the opening chatter. Yeah. Um, the fear of the train being changed. And I wrote down LOL me at the green line. Um, <laughs> and I wrote, and then today, like I wrote that down like two months ago and I, I went back today and, um, I was like, ha ha. But I was like, no, like, wow, that's such a great metaphor because like sometimes the train changes and you don't realize until it's too late. Like I'll be on the C line and then like, they'll change it to the B line and they do a bad job of telling you or like mm-hmm. they don't, um, or they just go because <laughs> it's the MBTA and nothing makes sense on the speaker. <laughs> it's just like, ah, and that's supposed <laughs> to, you know, you're supposed to like know what that means. Yeah. But then you're like, then I, you know, like I, I look up and I'm like, oh God, I'm a BU West, like F I'm so far from where I need to be. Um, and like, it's, it's a good metaphor. Like sometimes the track just changes and they say that, um, and the, the, the tracks keep changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, it was a good metaphor. That's so funny. I, I don't know what it's like to live in that life. <laughs> where you have to take the train everywhere, but I can imagine, I know just from your stories and I can only imagine how frustrating it is. I love getting the texts from you being like, I fucking hate the MBT or seeing your tweets about it. It's just so yeah. good. <laughs> so good. So, and I know they feel the same in New York. I mean, I, my New York friends feel the same way. So I know where this is like directly coming from, from mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love, um, I really love this song musically. I love some risks that they took because mm-hmm. the voice distortion in this song and like the um, the drum beats that sound like hand claps almost, like those two things, if you he- just hear like voice distortion and hand clapping, that sounds automatically annoying. But yeah. the way that they did it, they did it in such a such a good way. Yes. Um, that just made the song what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. And it makes yeah. you want to dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This is another groove. I love the line. I'm not aggressive. I'm just underpaid. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you what you thought about the line pink moon, January rain. Does that mean rarity? Ooh, I don't know. It was kind of thrown in there. So I wasn't exactly sure. I was just thinking of somebody. So when I hear this song, I imagine someone who like takes the train every day to go to work, but like has a long commute. Yes. And, yep. um, you know, it's just the monotony of like taking the train, but then they made like a song out of it. Like that's what I kind of thought about. And so when I heard that, I just thought of them like staring out the window and like seeing a pink moon when, one night and getting to witness that where like normally you really wouldn't if you were driving, cause it would be yep. more windy than a straight track on a train. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like the sadness of January rain, <clears throat> like yeah, rain that makes sense. Sense. fucking depressing. So that's what I thought, yeah. but I really like your perspective. It, it being something. Just know, those things. Rare. I wasn't sure if it was a rare, but also I like your perspective too, because yeah, like when you're on the train, you get to veg out. Like when you're driving, you're like, I can't, or I'm going to kill people. But when you're on the train, like you're just, you veg out and you do look mm-hmm. out the window and you notice all these weird things that you would never notice in a car. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is part of it. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, what do you think about the music video? Okay, so um, straight up, I, I wrote down this video means nothing to me. Movie, 
<laughs> I've never seen the movie that they pulled it from. So can you speak on it? I have. I didn't even know it was pulled from a movie. It was pulled from a movie. I just watched it. It and looks I was like, like a movie. It does look like a movie. I was like, this is chaos and I hate it. But what a badass yeah. woman. <laughs> cool concept of an action film. But I was yeah. like, this, this could be. No, I was like, no, this was like a cop out. I'm, I was very disappointed. Yeah, because it was just like it meant nothing. Yeah. Yep. I, was I like, felt like I was just watching a movie that I've never seen before. Like, yeah. I was like, is this Tomb Raider? I don't know. <laughs> serious. I, mean, I kind of thought to myself, well, it would kind of be cool. Like, you don't ever hear songs like this in mm-hmm. movies like that. So maybe mm-hmm. it was kind of like a play on that. But I was just like. That makes sense. Yeah. Not what yeah. I wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Numb? Uh, this is fun. Uh, you can start something, but you have to try a little. Like, that's kind of what I got from it. Like, you got to shake off the rust. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. I thought of it kind of like a, to me, the song means a lot. Because sometimes you, I mean, it goes back to the whole dancing thing. It kind of goes back to to the rocket summer for a moment like you sometimes just have to like dance to to feel something and to shake yep. off the numb of of life and mm-hmm. the part where she's saying shaking to remember and shaking to pretend shaking to believe it shaking to forget shaking for the forest shaking for the sea shaking for your mother and father disease so wow. i was like mm-hmm. oh man and um, this is a, a little personal, but you already know this because you were unfortunately witness to it. Um, Not unfortunate. Via, well, it, via, was, it was endearing. Okay. Oh. Well, via text message, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jen had to uh, endure my drunk <laughs> moment of, um, you know, after my dad died, I allowed myself one night of drinking um, to be belligerent and sad and to, to dance in the kitchen and to be ridiculous. And I, this was the first song I put on and I just blasted it. And I, yeah, I just specifically typed this into my phone and knew I needed to dance to it because I had listened to it before it had meaning really in that way. And I was like, oh my God, like I need to listen to this song because you're just something happens to you after someone dies where you definitely go into shock and you feel a little numb and mm-hmm. then you let it out. And it was like this, it was like only a couple days after. And yeah, a week. yeah. And I really hadn't cried. Like I really hadn't cried. I was sad, obviously, but you just don't, sometimes you just don't cry right away. And I was like, I knew that I just needed to like exude some sort of emotion and I knew drinking would help and dancing would help too so I just like you know what I'm gonna allow myself to do that and I did and this song was the first one I chose to to do that with (laughs) makes sense yeah everything they're saying I mean there's a line gotta move your body like a kid goes back to those like primal yep um expression instincts yep yeah that's a good one and the breakdown oh my god yeah yeah I mean it's loose natural uninhibited um, there's also a line only pay attention to you and me forget about the breaking and the heat mm-hmm. it, it is it is like a shake come on she literally says shaking out the numb like and it's the way it vibrates like that's the sonic vibrations and that mm-hmm. it is like a wake up 
It's like, mm-hmm. wake up, wake up, wake up, you know, get moving again. Yep. Yeah. And then again, like you really don't, you wouldn't, you would hear like shaking out the numb, you would hear that and like maybe not really pay attention to the lyrics and just be like, oh, this is a really good dance song. Yeah. And like not know really what it means. Yeah. Or the depth it holds. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about free? I, this song is really real. Um, Mm -hmm. The I love you at the beginning where she's just like, they're talking her and Nick are talking. She's just like, I love you. Like the way she throws it out. It's like every day real. Like I just appreciated that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like staged. Mm -hmm. I mean, it probably was, but it wasn't like, I love you. Like it was just like something, it was the exact way you'd say it in the morning as you're like going to work and you're like leaving your partner, like you're shutting the door and you're saying it. Mm -hmm. So I liked that. Um, It's a really beautiful song. And I think um, I I have to talk about the video in conjunction, like with the song, because it's, it's like a breath, this song breathes. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have these lights and these colors reflected on her skin. It's just her sitting there singing. Um, and you hear the rain sound. And then you see that she's in the woods. But then there's these like neon kind of bits around her. Um, and it's like, it all plays around this one specific line that she sings, which is to be free in illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I love that you, that, that what you shared is exactly how I feel about the song. And I... It's a very, very personal, like the song is about her and, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. Megan said to me the other day that who you are and who others know you to be are two different things and that everyone has a version of you and yes. how they view you in their heads. And there's a lyric in this song and it's, it's me that I am loving, though it's not the me that's talking, the one that lives in all those other minds. I wrote the exact with the sing down. Yep. Yep. How people perceive you in their minds mm-hmm. and how you live in other people's minds and hearts is so different than even what you think you're giving to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's and a lot to keep up with expectation wise. Yeah. And I think yeah. that she's saying that in this song, like, you know, yes. people, people always ask me how, what it's like to love everybody. And she's like, well, that's your perception of what I'm, how I'm living actually if I loved everybody, they'd break me. <laughs> like, it's very yeah. true. Um, I, I was just like, you know, I sort of think that that's what, that's what the whole song is about <laughs> now. It's just, but it's cool because it's, for, it, she's saying like, it's freeing her in a way because she, at the end of the day, is the only one who knows you at the, at the end of the day, or the only one who truly knows you even the closest person to you in your life will not know you more than you know yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. so freeing because you're the only person who holds yourself to a standard. Nobody else could really do that. And that's, you know, that's their own fault if they do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's always going to have different versions of yourself mm -hmm. or like, they're not going to have the whole picture. You're going to have the whole picture. Mm -hmm. and like again just such strong writing just this like really really thought-provoking moments yeah that she's turning into a song that's a profound concept yeah to make peace with the fact that there's just no reconciliation among all the versions that 
like are out in the world. Yeah. You can't go into everyone's mind and make the person who maybe doesn't like you, like you, or the person who has a perception of you change or whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. But to make peace with that is freeing. Yeah. But hard. Yes. Like it's, it's a challenge, but yes, freeing when you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful song. Yeah. It's like very, very gorgeous. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Exactly the level it needed to be. Yeah. And I was happy with the music video too. I yeah. liked, I liked the way that like you saying, like you were saying, it has this breathing to it because it's going in and it's com- coming back out and it's going back in. And that's what even makes it more personal to her. It's just her just in the forest with these lights reflecting off of her. It's really cool. Yeah. Like it's her, her ideal mental space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to think of it. Frequency. I like this song a lot. Me too. This one is probably the one that grew on me the most. This is my gem. But I, yeah, but I love it. Mm -hmm. And I like, I started out liking it and now I love it. Something that I've picked up on this song. So when I said that I, when we were talking about Ferris wheel, um, I wondered if Amelia was, and her husband Nick are in like a more open marriage. I know mm-hmm. that Amelia is, I can't remember if she identifies as bisexual or um, queer, but she okay. is a part of the LGBTQIA community in some form. I just forget exactly what she identifies as. And in this song, she's specifically talking about like a, a woman. girl. Yep. I was wondering about the, the um, specific pronouns used. Yeah. I don't know. I think she has a post about it on her Instagram. So I'll have to go back and look at it. But, um, but such a, you don't hear that like a lot. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot missing in the, in that community as far as like songs about loving same sex. Yeah. Obviously like immediately when I listened to this song, like I thought of Megan and I loved the line that uh, she's saying, like, she never, she never talks about the same thing twice. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, and she just always has like these revolving interests. And that made me think of Megan so much. Yep. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really love that she's telling like this story in this song where she's like, she sees a person, a girl. And I think she sees her like from across the room and then it's like time stops or it slows down for a minute. And she imagines her life with this person, this person that she doesn't even know. Um, and then it speeds up all of a sudden and all she gets is a wave from this girl. And it's like this life that could be or whatever is just, it slips right over her hands. And it's just this moment of time where she imagines what it could be like to be with that girl across the room, but she just gets a wave and that's it. It's all over. I saw it as a crush developing, mm, but like, yeah. a, like you were hit out of like one of those ones where you didn't see it coming mm-hmm. just specifically the line. She's got a frequency. I've caught it all over me. Mm-hmm. Like I've caught feeling. Oh, and yeah. then like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're tuned into this radio station, this frequency, like another great metaphor that it's just like how, when you're, when you're like, developing feelings for someone, you're like fixated on them and you're noticing all these things that like other people probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she says like how her voice bends as she smiles, mm-hmm. which I love. That's like a literal, like, a thing smiles like there was bends around their smile you can hear when someone smiles sometimes Um, but a wave is all I got oh I'll never need to touch just wait till six o'clock and bathe in my new love like Mm. you you know when you connect that like when you catch on to that connection 
you get to like ride that wave. Um, it's like a, a chase, like an exciting when you catch it, but it's fleeting. So you're right about the slipping through. Like there's definitely, it's not like a stronghold. The radio is never a stronghold, right? Like sometimes you get a station and you're driving and then you lose it. Mm-hmm. It's just like what it's like. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Yeah. So it's beautifully a great song. Done. Yeah. The music video was okay. I mean, it was kind of creepy to be honest. It kind of creeped me out. Um, but the dancing was cool. I liked that it was um, switching between like this home camera, <laughs> like well, not yeah. home camera, but like this um, like surveillance camera, like catching this person dancing on the lawn, which was cool. Um, and I loved at the end how like the woman, the woman in the house like sees her, it comes out and they start dancing together. It was very symbolic um, and beautiful, but it was like a little strange at first. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down, is this an X file? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very it is. you get this yeah. flash mob because there's other people that start dancing and they're very like catatonic. Mm-hmm. And the faces, like. yeah. Yep. Yep. She's wearing the same sneakers from the Ferris wheel video. Mm, I didn't even notice so that. And I mean that doesn't really mean anything, it just means she likes her sneakers, but I just thought that was funny. Like mm. I like that. That's cute. So I it's like, that. is that the same character? You know? know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it could be. I like that continuity. It leaves yeah. open for interpretation. So yeah, I thought it was fun. And then we got runaway. Is this like running away to save yourself? Um, I was confused on this one for meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just wrote down it the line, it shakes you free of your body, but wasn't that the plan? So what did you think? This one kind of threw me for a loop. I I same thing. First of all, this is like the only song on the album where I was like, meh, like, it's all right. Um, I definitely was searching for like what this meant. And I'm like, well, like running away from things. Sure. Like that's what I pulled, yeah. but I'm like, I feel like everything up to this point has had so much more meeting. Yeah. So I, um, on Apple music, it like breaks down each song and there's like a little blip from each, uh, about each song and like a description. And so apparently the song was actually written in response to the the mass shooting in Las Vegas. Interesting. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so she's talking about like gun control and huh. she's talking about gun law. Um, and then she goes to talk about like, you know, obviously this came out in 2020 when like the big part of the Black Lives Matter movement really like, you know, came to fruition for everybody and how just terrifying life became for yeah. for that community. Um, and it was just a really interesting thing. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I guess I didn't even, I would not have ever realized that that's what the song was about um, until reading about it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna look more into that because I did not pick that one up at all. But that is quite an interesting topic to touch in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was just talking about like, um, like there's this part of the song where she's saying like this way and that way, and she's talking about people like running in a zigzag running. motion, and that's what you're taught to do. Right. Which, yeah. like, I'm thinking of the way she sings that, and mm-hmm. that's a crazy juxtaposition. Mm-hmm of lightness and serious matter serious and chaos yeah and she wrote about that too she was like you know I 
wrote this song and like this is what I was thinking about but then I made it so that like anyone could listen to it but and it would still be listenable because how do you take a concept like that and make it something and write a song about it and make people want to listen to it yeah you know so it was it was very interesting musically it was like like I said without knowing what it was about I still didn't like necessarily enjoy it but um it wasn't my favorite song but interesting that she was able to do that yeah yep we talked about rooftop dancing and then Mm -hmm. we end with make it easy it's a loop to the original yep okay I'm glad you got that too I was like yes another one (laughs) yeah I love when uh an album has bookends like that yes yeah it's it's really it makes it so much more of a project Mm -hmm. um and more cohesive so I I really enjoyed it I like how I like how it ends soft, just like how it starts and yeah. the song has an incredible build as well. Like there's this really like big build in it that I love. Um, it just picks up your whole body, plucks you right off the ground and places you back down very softly. And it's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's like it. The when you start this album, you have the first song and it zooms in after that. And then you like mm-hmm. kind of land in the city and this brings you right back out. And mm-hmm. it's like, it is like a finishing touch. And I do appreciate that. I kind of feel like the message behind it as well is, you know, things may, things, terrible things are going to happen. Like life's not easy. It just isn't <laughs> like, that's the yeah. reality. And she says like, things are going to freeze. I forget the lyric, but she talks about how things are going to freeze, but then eventually thaw. And like, it may, mm. you may be in that freezing point, but like, know that it's going to thaw eventually. And, you know, yeah. that makes it a little easier, at least knowing that. Yeah. I like that. And that same like lightheartedness, like go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We blew through that. Holy shit. I know. Yeah. Did you watch the Tiny Desk concert? I did. Yeah. Love that series so much. They did a good job. Yeah. I love how simple she makes just performing in her living room look like with all this like shit in yes. her with plugs and I don't even know what the hell it is. It's just like they make it look so effortless and her voice is just mm-hmm. so striking. Like she's yeah. got a incredible voice. So she really does. And it's funny. I like I zoomed in on that aspect too of that they've got so much equipment around them and it's just effortless and it's just like beep boop beep boop and that's exactly how Bryce is with the mm-hmm. rocket summer yeah and I was just like that is so funny I think where did I write it down um that it's like they could have the same exact setup and like switch setups and make the same music yeah they definitely use like similar equipment and yet sound different so mm-hmm. that's and they funny. could probably even like play on each other's stuff and it would sound the same because they have the same like I just feel like they have the same production mm-hmm. um, thoughts and process. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tour. I want to see a tour together. Like, I really actually think this would be a good match. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I could see it for sure. Yeah. It would be it'd very interesting. Um, I could see, like, the Rocket Summer opening for them, and I think it would work really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just, like, they're both very interesting artists that are way more similar than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was definitely like 
something I took away from, from this was, and I love that. I love like, you really don't see that until you do something like this. Yeah. Great pair. Yeah. They've been, they have truly been on my rotation yeah, me since too. we've exchanged them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It is carried from November till now. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed still it so listening. much. Yep. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Uh, so good. Well, I'm so excited to hear what you're going to give me. Okay. So, um, you're going to be listening to last young renegade by all time low. Ooh. Okay. Last mm-hmm. young renegade. Yep, last young renegades. Gates. Uh, one renegade. One renegade. Yes. <laughs> Order one renegade, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And I'm going to give you Grand by Matt and Kim. Ooh, okay. It's one of my favorite albums, but I've never, like, I love choosing an album and then being like, oh, I, I want to dive into it and see. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that's also like a fun album and like going into spring, like mm-hmm. even though it's February or it's going to about to be February, I get in like, the mindset. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, let's that's how I feel about Exactly. Exactly. Like let's kick it off. And that's how I feel about last young renegade. I think you're going to have a fun time with that in your car. Mm-hmm. It's, cool. it's, I think you're going to enjoy it in that way. And I'm excited for Matt and Kim for the same, like kick off, like get out of the the, uh, the stuck January feelings. So yeah. awesome. Yay. Yay. So excited. Yeah, me too. Thanks for listening to let's talk records. Music and editing is done by Emily McLeod and artwork and graphics are done by Jen Evans. Follow us on social media at let's talk records. And if you want to talk records, send us an email at let's talk records at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.